Welcome to Both Down, episode 98, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From Dornburn, Austria. Boom, boom, boom. I am Scott Prime, and with me today, he's traveled the world and across many oceans. Just one. But it's the same one twice, if that counts. So it's two oceans, twice, once, Did twice. Did I go with the Arctic? No. <laughs> Uh, Steve no. Kilowagi Campbell. Hello. How's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Good. Did you say you're Scott Prime? I am Scott Prime. Okay. I think I said it. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? You were I doing mean. voices. It was a long opening. It Even was... though it didn't seem like it, it was. Yeah. It's taken us a while to get past the, I still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, fun. So Steve's back. Finally rested, you think? Yeah. I'm okay. rested. Surprisingly, the recuperation didn't need to be too long the feeling tired did like the actual i didn't hate blood bowl after playing that much well that's because like right after a bunch of blood bowl you had a long kind of extra vacation that's true and that's what we're going to talk about today whole episode of my travels to the world cup so if you don't want to hear about steve's travels to the world cup the things he ate the games he played, this episode's not for you. Or if you just want to hear about the World Cup itself, listen to segment two, and you can find when that starts on the website. Okay. Seems fair. Oh, is that, that's how it's going to be broke down. So why don't you tell us how this is going to be broke down? Okay. Because we're still doing three segments. Sure. Okay. Um, it's going to be a long one, folks. You probably know. Um, segment one's just going to be the travel out there, what I did, and before the tournament, Segment two is going to be the tournament, and then segment three is going to be the trip after to Italy. Okay. And then wrap up. Sounds good. And then I guess we'll do shout out still. Probably just like everybody I met in Dornburn. Yeah. Shout out to you. I love you. Bye. There will be others, but yes. <laughs> All right. So with that, is there anything else you want to add here before we no. journey back into your Commander McBrag type long story? <laughs> yes. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> the, the cannibals of Blood Bowl came at me. <laughs> Commander, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> that's pretty good. Quite, quite, quite. All right. With that, let's take a little break and come back for segment one. Just pack your bags and leave. Tomorrow's the big day. Destination Frankfurt, we're on our way to a city within a city and a hop full of streams, impressions like in our boldest dreams. All right, let's hear it, Steve. Let's hear your travels from the the morning you left. Did you get up? Okay, I did get up. <laughs> I was all packed. And I was very anal because I had name tags with address and phone number and everything on the outside and the inside of all my bags, just in case. Didn't I'm, want to lose anything. I don't know if that's anal. I think that's uh, smart. Probably. Um, so Scott has picked me up. He and I were flying out of Dallas together, but on different flights but going to the same spot. We were leaving like 15 minutes apart from each other. 
he had a better jet, so he got there like 15 minutes before I did. Hmm. It was weird. Um, we went down to Dallas, which is about two and a half hour drive. We ended up stopping at Windstar, the big casino, for the buffet breakfast or buffet lunch because I had a free one. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, as always. I think I might have had three desserts. I don't know. Um, he played some roulette, and that was fun to watch him. He kept telling me, no, man, pick a number, pick a number, just any number. I'm like, oh, seven. I didn't get close any single time. So is it really you just spin the wheel, they and spin if it the wheel. lands on your number, you only get like one out of 36 chance? Yeah, there are, there's numbers, and then you can play red, black, odd, even, okay. ranges, and stuff. It's fine. Okay. It's not my cup of tea, but that's fine. Uh, ended up seeing my brother and his wife for a while, went to Madness, showed Scott Hess that because he'd never been there, hmm. and he loved it. Um, we ended up staying at a hotel that night because we went down a day early, just because even though our flights were at four the next day, just it's so much nicer just to already be there and not have to worry about some giant wreck or something on 35. Sure. I get that. And then the next day, we dropped the car off at his cousin's house who lived right near there and took an uber got to the airport bummed around there a couple hours i my one of my bags was searched wow did they find anything it went through the scanner you know and they pulled it aside i'm like well that's weird and the guy before he opens it puts on the gloves and goes he goes oh is this yours sir and he goes yes i need gloves for this and he looks at me and he goes are you traveling with any tamales it's like tamales no his nutri-grain bars oh. i packed some nutri-grain bars for snacks and they thought i was smuggling tamales hmm. so tamale smuggler is not my nickname hmm. it's not really don't call me that it's weird because that's what it was in high school that's true whole different reason right but i would sell them for decent money there <laughs> you sold something <laughs> <laughs> So um, did they confiscate no. the Nutri-Grain bars? No, they're fine. I made sure that I didn't take anything that was... But if they were tamales, they would have, because yes. they would have thought you were Spanish, and then they, would, they put you in a detention center and took yeah. away your children. That's why he's confused. I mean, I was really white, so... Right. Um, ended up just hanging out at a couple of restaurants and getting drinks and appetizers and waiting for the flight. Okay. Got on the flight. Uh, so you left at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon? 4 in the afternoon. Arrived... What was it? Sunday morning at like 10 in the morning, 9 in the morning. So you left Dallas and flew straight over? Yeah. Okay. That's why, yeah, I got a nonstop to Frankfurt. Okay. Both of us did. It just was easier than having connecting flights. So was it a big, giant plane? Yeah. Like 10 10 people across in the rows or something like that? It was a 737, I believe. It was, where I was at, it was two three two but i was also in like the premium economy i paid a little extra mm-hmm. and i was right by in front of the bulkhead or behind it so i had extra leg room and everything which was really nice cool and i had a window seat and it was very nice and no issues didn't have any anxiety or anything going over and so you're on the plane for how long about nine hours okay did you get up several times just to walk around i got up a couple of times just to get up i didn't mm-hmm. walk around really i just Got out of the aisle and okay. moved a little bit. Did you stay up the whole time? I don't know. 
I, okay. I ended up watching some movies, um, you know, listening to some podcasts, and then it was late. I was tired. I was trying to stay up, but I was at that point like I either because our plan is to get to Frankfurt, stay up, and then just go to bed at regular time. Maybe reset your clock, and that resets the clock. So I didn't want to sleep. Like I, I could sleep, and it would be fine because it's quote unquote overnight hours. So I tried, but I just put music on, and I'm not sure if I did or not. If I did, it was like two hours. Okay. Because I was listening to music, and it was classical, and just, I don't know. Sure. Uh, we get to Frankfurt. Um, it was just cool. Like, the whole time, it was surreal, the idea of being in another country. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I realize I'm in this other country, but I don't really. Like, it just feels surreal, the whole thing. And Frankfurt Airport, we each arrived at separate terminals, so trying to connect with each other was much, much harder than it should have been. I'm going to back up just a second. Sure. When you were flying over the ocean, did, yeah. at some point you look out the window, and of course you can see little lights, and then all of a sudden it's just black? Um, it was just, it was nighttime, so couldn't see much of anything. Okay. So, on, yeah, on the way out there, you know, I left at four, and you're gaining an hour every time you go through the time zones. Sure. And... But at some point, you could look down and see all the lights from big cities and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then all of a sudden, it's nothing. But when I, yeah, I looked out a couple of times, and like I said, if it's nighttime, I can't see anything because okay. it's just ocean. I got you. But um, once we got over land, because the, t- the little screen on the chair would show you like where you are. So oh, okay. Once we started going over land, I started looking. But again, it was pretty early morning, so kind of hard to see anything. I got you. But it was still neat. And once we got closer, I, I, you know, I watched, and it's still weird to just be on a plane and see it, you know, go almost sideways and then go mm. down. Like, eh. Um, we ended up getting to the Airbnb because he rented an Airbnb, and the area was a little sketchy. It felt like. You mean Germany itself is sketchy? No. Um, <laughs> the area that we went to, because we, we had no bearing. You know, we just we were in a cab. And we, when we got there, it was a little run down, a little older, and there was graffiti everywhere. Hmm. Come to find out, that's just a thing. Like, there was graffiti everywhere over there. Hmm. They just didn't bother to fight it. Um, at least in some of the lesser areas. And again, it's just older, so it's not bad. The Airbnb was beautiful, but we had to wait like 45 minutes before we could even get in. And then we were just standing outside for 45 minutes doing nothing, being tired. That was uh, fun. Okay. Um, We were sharing the Airbnb. Like, we didn't get a whole place to ourselves. It was two rooms in an apartment. So... That was odd, but I never saw the guy except when we checked in, and then we each had our own room, so we went in, basically just relaxed for a few hours, and then decided to go out and get some dinner. Okay. And Sunday in Frankfurt, nothing was open besides a Chinese place. Right, so you got off the plane at what time? Like 10? 10 a.m.? Yeah, 10 a.m. So you didn't have Something lunch, like really? That. You just kind of... 
had no. an early dinner type thing. We had food on the plane, but nothing exciting. Okay. And nothing major. Okay. So yeah, we just decided, you know, go rest a while because you know we're tired. Even though you're just sitting there doing nothing, yeah, it is tired. still tiring. Yeah. And we just wanted to be by ourselves. Okay. Then so have an early dinner, retire early, and yeah. get a good night's sleep. Yeah. So I just laid down and basically looked at my phone and posted photos and didn't do a whole lot of stuff. And then there was a nice area, kind of close that we just walked to, and saw some really cool graffiti art. So that was neat. Hmm. Um, but the Chinese place, they did definitely didn't speak any English. I'm not sure they spoke any German. I don't know what they spoke, but we got it figured out. And it was amazing. That's good. Like just great Chinese food, which so nothing was open weird. on Sunday. Not really. Hmm. Common theme. Okay. Going forward. Well, I, I know <laughs> this a little bit from conversations I've heard you already had. So. Yeah. Um, and after that, we went to like just a little corner store that was open, bought some foreign junk food because we have to. Right. And bought some water, brought it back. And that's when we learned that Europe doesn't do regular water. All the Pretty much most of the water you find is sparkling water. So <sighs> it's bubbly. Ugh. And it's horrible. Yeah, I can't do that. All you Europeans, I don't get the appeal. It just doesn't taste good. So was it able to eventually find some? And the tap water over there is great. So mm. there's no issue. Okay. Water pressure there is insane. Like I barely turned on a faucet in the apartment and it's just gushing out. That was just common everywhere over there. That's nice. Maybe I should move to Europe then. Just a random observation. <laughs> okay. They also had a urinal in the apartment. Like in the living room? Yes, in the living room there's a urinal. No, in the bathroom. You... It had an actual urinal. You just open it up and go. That's nice. It was. It really was. Yeah. It's kind of neat. That would be great. Then after dinner, we just went back to the apartment and hung out, tried to stay awake. I think I fell asleep a little bit on the first break and then probably went to bed about nine and then woke up the next day about nine or so. Hmm. Okay. So on that Monday, we ended up walking to, there was a big mall about a mile or so away and ended up not being open yet. We thought it would be. It was early still. But they did have a breakfast buffet place on the rooftop. And it was a super fancy, you know, like super fancy restaurant. And they just had a great buffet. It was super cheap, like eight euros. Had all kinds of sausage and bacon and rolls. And so what's the translation? What's one euro equal US? A dollar ten, basically. Okay. So pretty much. Yeah, it's like ten price. bucks. Yeah. Okay. But it was really good. They have a, they had a bunch of kolaches, like real ones that you would have loved. Mm, I like that. And they had this white sausage with green specks that what? Hess was ref refusing to try. And I think it was a chicken sausage. I tried it. It he had you refused to try something. Yeah. In a sausage. Yeah. That's I know. weird. Um, I've seen that guy eat some weird sushi. Yeah, but you know it has flavor. Hmm. I, I don't know. It had the texture of like bologna and not much flavor to it, so I think it was a chicken sausage. Okay. I don't know. Wasn't a fan, but at least I tried it. And there's so much good bread. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of food talk about it. Um, 
after that, we ended up, I really wanted to go see, like in Frankfurt, there's not a whole lot to see because it's more of a economic capital. Okay. Know? It's not so much a cosmopolitan area, I guess. But they did have an area of town called Romersburg that I guess it was destroyed in World War II, but they rebuilt it to look like old style Germany, like big, you know, old style houses from the 16th century or whatever. Okay. So we walked over there, a lot of walking. This is like two and a half miles, three miles, maybe. Okay. Not positive. And saw a lot of cool stuff on the way. Saw a... uh, sex shop that had uh, fetish gear in the window. Yeah? Did you so get any? Did not. But I did take a photo of that and of course my stepmom when she saw that photo was just like I can't believe they would have that on display. Like just shut up. Doesn't she cosplay as a steampunker? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she get like well, never mind. No there's no fetish for steampunk. Yeah, there has to be dude. Okay there probably is but there has Not, to be. No, no. Um, I just found it funny sure. and interesting. But we got to the area, and unfortunately, it was a Monday morning, or maybe around noon at this time. Not a whole lot going on. Hmm. But it was a very cool area. I guess the Capitol was there, or the Capitol building for that area. And they had a giant church that we ended up going in. And that was really neat. It was from like the 1500s, had some actual reliquary in it, mm-hmm. supposedly parts of some saint or something. Hmm. And it was just neat to see that. Then we went back and like there wasn't a whole lot to do. There's just is Frankfurt in the middle of a Monday. Yeah, not much. Okay. So we went back to the and rested for a while, then ended up going back to the mall, looked around, thought there'd be some cool stuff. Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly clothing stores. And sure. they did have an American store, which was funny. It was called an American store? I forget exactly what it was called, but essentially it was American store. It was Think like it cowboy was, stuff? Oh, it was wood-lined walls <laughs> and like a log cabin looking thing. Uh-huh. All kinds of just the dumbest snack food you could think of <laughs> every type of breakfast cereal and candy bar and everything like that really? potato chips they had country music playing and they had a longhorn skull but it was upside down <laughs> so i thought i bet some ou fan came in and told them that they were displaying it upside down <laughs> and just convinced them <laughs> yeah because that's a big thing here but i thought that was interesting because <laughs> When we were leaving, I was like, and that's what they think America's like. I was like, well, honestly, they're not that far off. Right. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. Hmm. Then there was some, like I said, it's kind of a, an industrial area or financial. So there was some fancy restaurants. We ended up going to a place called Beef. Like Beef in capital letters with an exclamation point. Okay. We were going to try to get like an so appetizer. It was yelling beef. It was yelling beef. Okay. It didn't have anything good. <laughs> so we ended up just getting drinks and then moving on. Okay. Uh, we ended up walking back to the area that we were at the first time or the previous night because um, it had a lot of shops. And we went past where the Chinese place was. And this whole area 
seemed kind of run down because it had the graffiti, it had some not so pleasant signage, I guess. Things just looked run down. Sure. And then we walk a little bit further and it turns into this very nice tree lined parkway. I was like, oh, this is actually a really nice area. And we were just waiting. Like, we started looking for stuff. And Hess wanted to go to a dive bar that was there. And they didn't open for like half an hour. Uh-huh. So we just ended up sitting on a park bench and just enjoying life. So I was sitting there and we're looking at cars. And this guy comes up to this car. I think he got a. No, he rode his bike, got to the car. And I'm just watching people, and I'm watching this guy. Something seems off. And then he's looking at the car. He walks all the way around the car, looking at it very intensely, looking it over. And then he starts picking off leaves one by one. Like, he probably had 30 leaves on his windshield. Mm-hmm. He didn't just wipe them all off in a you know, flick of his wrist and go, foomp. He was grabbing each individual one, pulling it off the car, dropping it to the side. Okay. And he did that for about 20 minutes and went around the whole car and then put his his bike in and left. <laughs> and I was just like, you saw that, right? He goes, yeah, what the hell was that? I, go, I don't know. Hmm. It was very weird. Hmm. But it made an impression. So that was something. Uh, ended up going to the dive bar once it opened. Uh, he got some drinks. Did y'all tip any of the strippers? No, it was just a. I mean, it was a. It was a dive bar. I don't there understand was, why anybody would just go to a plain bar to drink. I guess that's what it was. You can do that at a strip club. True, but there wasn't any around, and this was just a bar he wanted to experience. Okay, it's fine. I mean, I would have went to a strip club. I know, Germany. but we didn't. Um, I guess the be- local beer there was binding, and I tried some. It was kind of weak tasting, so it wasn't too bad. And but how would you know what's weak or not weak since you don't drink it, beer? Okay, alcohol flavor was at like a 20% compared to others that tasted like a 90. I don't know. Okay. It didn't taste as strong of alcohol as okay. every other type of beer I've tried. All that right. type of weak tasting. I got you. So they had some casino machines or slot machines in there, like three of them. I well, like, I know what you did. Well, we didn't have anything to do that day. Okay. Like, there was, little, there was, like, nothing available, nothing to do. And when we, flo- when we flew in, when I was picking up my bag, um, the baggage carousel was painted or decorated like a roulette wheel. So it was advertising a casino there. Okay. And so we ended up going to that casino. It was, like, 20 minutes outside of the city. So we got an Uber, went out there. It was in Bad Homburg, which is like the Baths of Hamburg or something along those lines. And we get to this area, and the guy, the Uber driver, is like, yeah, it's a really good casino. You know, it's a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. And Hess is like, they got roulette? He goes, yeah, they do. Okay, cool. You know, that's what he wants to play. We get there, and we're in, come to find out, like the summer palace of Kaiser Wilhelm II, I believe. I'm not positive. One of them. Eventually, we saw like a a, a monument to him and all this, but okay. it was a really beautiful palatial grounds. Had the palace, had this you know giant walkway that had lights and trees and this whole park, and we saw this one 
small, rinky-dink-looking building. And that was the casino. It's like, well, that's odd. So we walk up to it. We walk in, and there were two people at a desk on the left. There was a woman at the right at a coat, coat counter and a lady in front of us at the doors going into the pro- casino proper and a security guard. That was it. It was a very small room. And we're like, is this the casino? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we would like to play. Okay. And the the people at the counter kind of looked at us and looked at the woman at the door and she looked at us and she looked back at them and they looked at us and then Scott was feeling weird at this point. So he's like, is there a problem? We just want to play. They go, well, we have a dress code and he's at least in a button up shirt. So he's kind of fine. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my jeans. I've got a t-shirt on mm-hmm. with the Joker on the face right. and then a, a shirt over it. Like I always do. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can button the shirt up. So I did that and tucked the shirt in my pants and she still was just looking us up and she like literally with two fingers eyeballing us up and down and like giving this smirky face and just judging us. And she finally goes, okay. Just like that. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, well, thanks. But you do have to have jacket. We had to rent a fucking jacket for 75 euros each. <laughs> Turns out it was a mistranslation. It was a deposit. Okay. So it was really just like three euros or something. But <laughs> still, we had to pay a deposit for the jacket. We had to pay, um, I think, five euros for them to give us a player's card and everything. Wow. This is all before we even got in. And we're like, geez, okay, well... We got it. We got the crappy jackets that didn't fit us at all, especially Hess, because Hess is a big guy. They right. barely had anything that fit him. And we look like crap. And we go into the casino. We open the doors. This is supposed to be like one of the top five casinos in Germany. You know, everyone loves it, says it's great. We walk in. The main room with the tables is about the size of my house. Wow. There's a poker table to the left, a roulette table to the right, and a couple other tables that weren't being used. It was this goldish beige color. All the table tables were like tan instead of green and mm-hmm. dark wood. It had a very weird, weird feel to it. And there might have been 12 people total in it. And one of those people was this, I mean, it was deathly silent. Like, it didn't sound like people were having fun at all. Because you go to a casino here, right, and right. it's all it's yelling and happy. And Right. There was this old guy, I want to say he was about 140, okay. but probably wasn't, but still way up there, about two inches away from death, on oxygen, like in a movie where he's in a chair. <laughs> right. And, holding the oxygen thing up to his mouth and Saul Guerrero and yeah basically okay Borgata will know the truth (laughs) I couldn't think of the name of the creature (laughs) Borgata will know the truth and 
a smoking hot like 24 year old on his arm nice and we went in we looked it over and has like 10 seconds later was like ah hell no and we just turned around left it was the weirdest feeling it just felt like where old people with money go to die hmm so we went Maybe out. Maybe there was another secret room if you stayed there long enough. Well, I, supposedly, like the video games and stuff were below. Okay. Like you had to go downstairs or something, but. So you we, didn't stick around and find we out. We did not more. stick around at all, hmm. and because well, he was already in a bad mood because they start you know were judging him, and he doesn't like that because right. I mean, he may look like he looks, but he's got more money than some of those people probably. Sure. And he doesn't like being looked down on. So we turned around, took the jackets, put them back, got our money, left. I was like, well, that was a waste. You know, sitting mad at the driver, like, driver could have told us there was a dress code. We wouldn't come here, blah, blah, blah. I still had a fun time because I got a story out of it. And that whole area, like I said, we walked around the palace grounds. It was really pretty. Hmm. Saw some really cool uh, houses and construction and stuff. Saw some saw some graffiti that I thought was very very prescient and it said fuck your bad vibes so i was like see this tells us you know don't worry just have fun hmm. he he was not having as much fun as i was <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up going back to a fancy steak place and it was the steak was just okay my medium one came out blood rare well maybe that's medium in europe that's why i didn't complain it right. was still fine and then we had an apple strudel with ice cream, and that was amazing. That sounds amazing. And they had really good bread. But that was it for Frankfurt. All right. So this is Tuesday now? Yep. All right. Tuesday morning, uh, we're getting ready to go to Dornburn. This is the day of four trains. You're leaving Tuesday morning? Yeah. Okay. And so we get to the train station. We basically just grab McDonald's because we're going to be on a train all day. Was anything different? They had a train station, and people were using them. No, I'm saying the McDonald's was it yes. different. Yes. Um, What's some different dish that we couldn't get here? I got a bacon toaster, I think. Toaster? Which was basically just... Toasted bread sandwich? Something like that with bacon. It just, it was just fine. Okay. He didn't much care for anything new, and it was, it was at McDonald's. I mean, sure. that's the level you're going to get. Then... We finally got on the train, the first train, and we had no seat numbers on our tickets. And we had like four American people trying to help us find our seats because we didn't know where to sit. Eventually come to find out, that just means you can sit anywhere you want. Everyone else had assigned seats and we were just, eh, just find someplace. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. We rode out. I forget how long the trains were, but it was back to the airport. So it wasn't too long, like maybe 30 minutes. And then the main connection that we were going to have an issue with was the one after that, because it was about seven or ten minutes, and our second train was about nine minutes late. Mm. So we were freaking out. Right. And we get on the train, we get to the next spot, and we had to run up some stairs, go to the other side of the track, look for the train, and we were looking for the train where it was supposed to be, and I'm like, damn it, it's not here. So maybe it's late. Like, no, I think it's gone already. 
And then we looked further down the line, and there's another spot because it had one place for receiving, one place for leaving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we ran to it, got on, and within like 30 seconds of us getting on, we were moving. Wow. So we barely made it. Wow. But we did. Yeah. And so what happened if you didn't mi- if you didn't make it would it have been like a 4 hour delay or something I don't know. Huh. I mean, we didn't look into it because if we if it happened, we'd just figure it out. Sure. Uh, that train was fine. Um we got to the next location and we had more time, so we got on the next train, no problem. And this is the train that was going into Dornburn. And then we were talking to this lady who was also going to the same spot. And at one point, she got off the train early. And we're like, okay, well, I guess she's not going to the same spot. And we were like, are we on the right train? Like, yeah, we're on the right train. It says so. So someone came through. Like, this is the only time they really ever checked our tickets was this train. Okay. Pretty much any other train. And apparently, you can just jump on trains and go anywhere you want without a ticket. If they find you, you might get in trouble, but they never checked. So one guy comes through, he checked our ticket. He's like, okay, you're on the right one. And then he left and someone else came on and he goes, has someone checked your ticket? He goes, well, yeah, he did, but here you go. And he goes, you're going to Dornburn? He goes, we go, yeah. He goes, well, I sincerely hope you make it. However, you're on the wrong train. What? (laughs) He goes, um you need to be on that train. And he points in front of us because right in front of us was an engine and in front of the engine was another train. Mm. So at some point, our train was going to split off into two separate trains going two different ways and we were on the wrong side of it. So he's like, next stop, you have to get off and go jump on that train. And we're like, oh crap, okay. And next stop, we run, and literally, it's not far. We just had to go off the train, up maybe 100 feet, onto the next train, and we barely made it because they were not wasting any time. Hmm. So we got there, got into um, Lindau, I think was the station, and then got onto the last train into Dornburn. And that was the best train we had the whole time. Because we had a car to ourselves, it was nice, but it was also like a 15-minute train ride instead of two, three hours. Okay. So that sucked. Why would it suck that it was short? Because it was nice? Yeah. Oh, it would have been okay. nice to have that on the long ones. I guess. I mean, we were on train from like nine until three or something. I it gotcha. was like six hours of train rides. Okay. So when we finally got to Dornburn, we got out the train station and we went the wrong way on the train station we got out and looked around like there's not a whole lot here and chance and drew was supposed to be at a cafe there i'm like well there's no cafe here and then they're like oh go back under go to the other side and then we did we can't popped out on the other side of the train station and much better area and uh they were there at the cafe nice is this the like the hash cafe where you smoke pot no that's they don't have that in Austria. Oh. That would be Amsterdam. You didn't go to Amsterdam? Did not. Hess did afterwards, but that's for him to tell stories, not me. Right. Um, So we meet up at the cafe. We say hi. We're hanging out. And then 
Hess goes off to get the car. And we made sure that, I mean, he looked long and hard to find a rental place that had a van that could seat six people. And really, seven people, so we'd have our luggage and stuff. Sure. So he worked months on that. Finally found a place, shows up, and they're like, oh, we don't have that vehicle. What do you mean you don't have that vehicle? I reserved it. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have it. We have this, though. It was a BMW, like a four-seater. He's like, well, that doesn't help me at all, so what the hell are you going to do? Sorry. You're SOL. They're like, well, we have to have a car. We can't. There's six of us. We can't fit in a four-seater. So for that day, it was just the four of us because Brad was already at the mm-hmm. Airbnb and Michael wasn't coming in until Thursday because he's out palling around with Brian too. So we put stuff in the trunk and it's not enough room. And Hess is a big guy. So he's driving and he's got his seat all the way back. We've got, I believe, Chance was in front. Drew and I were in back. Chance is holding on to his backpack. I'm holding on to my backpack. Drew's holding on to his backpack. And there's a bag, like a big size bag, in between the two of us in the back seat. <laughs> and then we start going <laughs> up a mountain. And that area, I mean, is beyond beautiful. Just the whole area. Right. Just. I've and, seen your pictures. And we're going up the mountain. And it's winding roads, and we keep getting higher and higher. And it was not a fun time where we were just so packed in like sardines. So why didn't were y'all so far away that you couldn't just take a few people at a time? We probably could have. We okay. just wanted to do it all in one trip. Sure. It was about a 25-minute drive. Okay. So if we did two, then the other person's just going to be sitting there for an hour. And we thought, we can do it. In retrospect, we probably should have just done that. Gotcha. But it was fine. We eventually get to the Airbnb and like it's so Dornburn is in a valley by the lake and then there's a mountain. We go up the mountain. Um if anyone's heard of the Baudelaire Ski Resort, it's like right past there. And we're kinda on the other side above a small town called Schwarzenberg. Okay. And it's just the whole place is like a fairy tale. Hmm. You know, it everything's like four or five hundred years old. The Airbnb is just gorgeous. And we kind of just relaxed for the night. Ended up going down to a restaurant in Schwartzburg to get um I I had I think we had hamburgers. I think all of us did. Um and it was, you know, beef from that area bread from that area cheese from that area and it it was just great hmm. like it it was uh, a good night and then we had some apple strudel and cheesecake strudel i think we had a lot of strudel so far on this trip well that's about it though that's all that we had and we also went to the market to just buy some miscellaneous stuff right it was just neat going to a different country's market sure then we went back to the airbnb and crashed for the night we had a bed we had two bedrooms upstairs one had a bunk bed and a big bed so that was hess and brad <laughs> you gave one of those guys a bunk bed that no one used the top bunk oh he just stayed on bottom. no 
So this story would have been so much better if one of those guys had I to know. climb up. Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, we had that. Then the other bedroom had a big bed and then a small bed in the closet. So is that one? Like that's they, the one you took? They legit just converted a closet into a bedroom and Chance stayed there. He enjoyed it. He has his own little room. Right. And he could every day come out of the closet. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. And then Drew slept on the couch downstairs and that was all the sleeping arrangements that we had. So now not only did we not have enough car for people, we don't have enough beds for people. Right, because you're still missing two. One. One, Michael. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Michael's not going to sleep on the top bunk. Um, But at the same time, I would say, out of everybody, I could hear Michael saying, don't worry, man. Oh, he I would. Get up there. Yeah. And then he'd fall and kill Brad. That was fine. And it eventually worked out because I let Drew have the big bed. I slept in the sunroom on a small couch because it was super comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then Michael took the regular couch. So, over, all in all, it was fine. Wednesday morning, because we didn't have to check in until Thursday, but we wanted to be there early and just have some fun. Wednesday, um, Hess woke up early, made breakfast. It was sausage rolls, but it was basically like their breakfast sausage, which was kind of like a hot dog, and then rolls, which were kind of like buns. So, I kind of just had hot dogs for breakfast, okay. but like good ones. All so, right. So, I was fine with that. It was raining. But it kind of burned off before we went into town. Then went down into town to meet up with Pat at uh, a grocery store, uh, grocery store, department store combination thing there. Pat Wynn? Yeah. From Florida? Yeah. Okay. He was in town early. So met up with him, walked around downtown Dornburn, saw some old buildings, ended up going to this one restaurant without even realizing it it had been open since the 1600s and had pork schnitzel it was pretty freaking good hmm that's a long time for a store to be open yeah i don't think it was open the whole time like it clo- it's opened in the 1600s kind of closed kind of got turned into the town meeting hall or something they had a whole history like i was able to make out most of it but not completely hmm Google Translate's very helpful. Well, I hope so. And then Brad, Chance, and I went to the Rolls-Royce Museum, which was also in Dornburn. Come to find out, it's just some guy's collection. It was still really cool, but there was probably 70 to 100 cars there, maybe. Jeez. But 90% of them were all Rolls-Royce Phantoms, hmm. which are cool, but I would have liked to have seen more variety of the type of cars. Right. But, you know, they had the different types of airplane engines. But that and all gives this. you hope to one day open up a Blood Bowl museum. And then somebody's going to go, We went to the Oklahoma Blood Bowl Museum. And, like, you know, it's really just like some dude's collection. And it's in his house. It's in his house. And he charges you. And, like, he has half this stuff. It's just ridiculous. Who needs 27 Lizardmen teams? I only have four, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, I don't need them, but it's fun. <laughs> but I was really happy to go to that because that was one of the main things I wanted to see. And it's a kind of a, and don't forget, the whole time that we're driving around, it's just amazing to be in another country and seeing scenery, seeing different houses, seeing different people. Um, How were the people? People were fine. People were very friendly. 
Didn't have okay. any issues. Were all the women sexy like you hear about European women? There was some. Okay. I mean. Were they the, fat as Americans? I was just going to say, the majority of people over there are less rotund than Americans, okay. for sure. All right. It is odd to see a uh, ov- overly obese person there. And it's normal here. Yeah. Gotcha. It really is. It's It puts everything into a very sharp perspective. But it's, not, it's so much easier over there, too. Because you got markets on every corner. You're walking everywhere. It's so much easier like just to go walk to the corner market, buy something in the morning if you want it. Here, we don't have that. If I want to get something for breakfast, got to get in my car, drive, you know, five minutes, get something, come back. It's all corn syruped up. It's all tastes sure, great. But I get it. And the servings are a lot smaller. The food is fresher and healthier. It's some. I think I lost weight on the trip. <laughs> well, you might have because you walked a bunch. Yeah. And I didn't eat as much. So in that little area, there's like the Rolls Royce Museum, some bar, some city office, and then this other museum and we walk over to it to look at what it was it was a crib museum like baby crib like baby cribs oh. cribs around the world and we saw a poster outside and it was creepy as hell yeah i don't know if this is something i would be like let's go see a crib museum no we were there and we didn't want to see it okay it, so you did not go no like i said it was creepy and it was majority like christian themed like baby Jesus mangers and stuff. Hmm. And they had weird knockoff um, like figurines in okay. the display. Like we just saw a poster on the outside. And if that's the best stuff they were showing us, we didn't want to see anything else. Gotcha. But found it interesting. Also another thing, they had a giant sequoia tree from California there. Someone hmm. donated it to it and... They just planted it 150 years ago, and it was growing. It's kind of neat. Nice. After that, we just ended up going back to the cabin. Hess made us a giant roast. Brad did us up a cheese board and meat sausage board and all this, and had some fresh potatoes and everything. Had a really nice dinner. Nice. And played some Shadow Run. And that was pretty much it for Wednesday. All right. Thursday, went into town in the morning to when i say town again it's not austria it's not dornburn it's schwarzenberg so went into the little town found this pastry place had amazing pastries bought way too much they even told us not to buy too much but we did (laughs) why did they say that because they knew we would and Mm. because you know we wouldn't i don't know but chance said that he wanted to go into town with us So, so like okay we're gonna go in about 8.30, 8.30, maybe 9. He goes, okay, I'll be up. 8.30 rolls around. 9 rolls around. 9.30 rolls around. We were like, we're just going to go. So it was just Brad and I. We went, got it, came back. Cut them all up so everyone could have equal par- portions. You know, made a nice little thing out of it. And then 10 rolls around. 10.30 rolls around. And... I don't think Chance got up until like one and everyone else was just sleeping like the dead. <laughs> they were all tired. Right. So um, everyone just wanted to rest that day. And I was going 
batshit insane, like stir crazy. I'm like, I'm in another country. I need to be out doing something. I don't know. I can see the resting thing. And at the same time, I can see your side. So I can. So like I told them, I'm like, I don't care. But if you guys aren't doing anything, I'm leaving. No. And that's the thing is that you just have to agree. Like, yeah. If you, you know, not be mad and just go do your own thing or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You guys can go do your thing. I'm going to stay here and rest. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like if you guys decide to do something, let me know. I'm At the prob- Airbnb, did they have a TV? At any point, did you turn on a TV and just watch the local They whatever? did have a TV. It was in a cabinet. We never got it out. I've just been curious if like you said, oh, we watched an hour of TV. We didn't no. understand it. It was weird. So. Thought I didn't even think about it. Okay. Like we had access to it. Never even turned it on. Never turned on local radio except in the car and was just enjoying our time. Okay. Good. But yeah, so I ended up like, screw it. And I went on a walk down to the town and took a ton of photos. Is this where you paid the girl for? No. No, that was free. Oh, okay. She didn't tell everybody? No. Just like Grand Theft Auto, you give them the money, then you kill them, and you get the money back. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Video games teach you lessons, people. I got you. All right, never mind. So no. you walk down to town. Walk down to town, and it was a long walk, but it was beautiful the whole way. It was a nice... I mean, we left. Oklahoma was in the 90s, and this place was in the 50s. So I was more than happy just to be walking around outside. Found some cows. Said hi to them. Found some goats who thought I was the new best friend because mm, they kept following me around. Sure. And... um. I know what happened there. There was some museum in town for, I think, an artist, but it wasn't open yet, and I didn't know who it was, so I didn't bother. Okay. But I just kept walking, went to the grocery store again, went past the pastry place, went past some restaurants that had been there for 300 years, and all these different places, and I kept walking and kept walking. Um, Found this one place, like... I'd gone past the town, and now I was just on some road. I don't know where I was going. I was just going. And I saw a farm. It was like a goat farm. So they had a whole bunch of goats. And then I'm looking at the farm, and it has this really big, fancy-looking door. I was like, that's a really cool-looking door. And then I saw a sign next to it. And I'm like, wonder what that is. So I did Google Translate, and it said self-serve dairy. It's like, huh. So I went in the door because it was partially open. And you sucked on some goat's boobs to get some milk. No. But they had like just this little entryway that had one cooler, small, with some cheese and some milk. And I found some booze and some, um, I bought some, I bought a lot of stuff. I spent about 20 euros, but... Basically, you just take what you want. They have bags. You put it in a bag. They have a, a change drawer, and you just put the money there, and it's all what wow. it is. Serve yourself. It's very odd. Hmm. So, um, so I kept walking, and again, beautiful area. Had a great time. Saw super old church. It was really neat. And then I called Brad. I'm like, hey, I would like a ride back because I looked at it just recently i walked two and a half miles <laughs> i was like i would like a ride back because this is a hilly area right so he's like okay i'll be there soon I'm like okay well 
I'm going to walk towards the grocery store. He goes, well, I, I don't know. I wasn't with you when you guys went there. No, he, he didn't drive the last time. I'm like, okay, well, go to the grocery store. I'll kind of walk back, back that way because I didn't know where it was. And that was a mistake because I started walking uphill more. And it, my my calves were killing me the rest of the week. Because hmm. like, we don't do the uphill stuff, man. You're a better downhill guy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Fat people go downhill very fast. Um, And then that was it. That was the day. So that wraps up Wednesday. No, that's Thursday morning. I'm sorry, Thursday. And that's it until registration for World Cup. Okay. Which is that night? Which is that night. Okay, so is this where we're going to take a break? I think we should take a break. All right, so we'll come back with Thursday night registration activities? That sounds good. All right. Here we are, Thursday afternoon, registration time. Yep. Now, what does that mean? So... Since I didn't go. I thought yeah. you already registered. Well, it is. We registered online, but this is where we all registered in person, picked up our swag. Oh, like confirming and, who's here, right. who's not, here's your stuff. Had the opening ceremony. Yeah, I guess with that many people, you just hand it to the captain and mm -hmm. move on. Okay. So well, I, I'm idea. assuming this is overly crowded and complicated since there's so many people so it was super crowded obviously we did have so the world cup was in this one event area there is when you walked in there was a central hallway which is where all the vendors were and then on the left was one room so how many vendors were there if and you on the could right just guess. was a bigger room um i want to say nine or so okay was did tom have all his stuff there no Okay, he was over there, right? Yes. From Impact Tom was Ventures. there as ref. He did not have any Impact booth. Okay, I was wondering if he actually carted um, all that stuff or not. There so. was Tabletop Arts, Akaro Dice, Hungry Troll, the people who made the pitch, uh, Christian Schwager. They had a booth for miniature doctoring. So if your mini, mini got damaged during oh. the tournament, you can take it there and get it fixed. That's pretty cool, actually. Um. There were Willy Miniatures. Um, God. There was a bunch. I took a photo of each one, I think. I can't okay. remember who all was there. But I did so, make sure, like, on the second day at lunch, I made sure to go by and introduce myself to everybody and make sure I said hi. On the first day, I said hi to Daniel from Akaro because Did you go by and go, do you know who I am? And they go, no. You don't know who I am? No. I, Maybe Kilowoggy would refresh your memory. What I was trying to do. Sir, you're scaring off the customers. Put your pants on and leave. <laughs> Worship it. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to go to each one and thank them for you know sending us stuff for Oklahoma Bowl. That's and good. have a personal relationship. Some of them didn't speak English. So I was just like pointing to myself. Oklahoma Bowl. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see ya. Um, 
<laughs> but Daniel from Akara was there, and I've known him for you online. Do that, the for... janitor's like, I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got to say hi to him, and I didn't get to speak to him as much because it was just hectic. Sure. Nearly 1,500 players. Yeah, it was like 1,438 or something like that. It was a ton. So we sign in, not sign in, we essentially show up, and they have different areas for different squad numbers. So okay. you show up. You give them the ticket that they sent us. They check off that you're there. And they say, okay, the squad captain needs to go to the room on the left. Okay. So I go to the room on the left. And there's already a line to get into the room. Not too bad because we got there kind of early. I was like, I don't want to be the first ones there, but I don't want to be the last ones there. So it's kind of like pretty much 10 minutes after it opened or so. Okay. And we get in. I eventually get into the room, and they have people stopping us, asking us our squad name, and then taking us to tables, and those tables have all of our swag. So all the teams and the pitches and everything, and as they're doing this, they go, okay, once you get that, then you go in that line over there by the wall, and that's where you get your skill bands, because the markers didn't come in on time to put all the markers in the bags for people. Skill Okay, so you're getting skill bands or markers? markers? Well, the things on the bases, skill Which bases. Which were the puzzle piece things that yes. you put underneath the thing, uh, yeah. the bases. So every figure that had a skill would have a big magnet underneath that player, and then the base is made of four parts, like a puzzle piece, and as such, each little part would have a magnetic piece that would connect the base to the player okay and just for example like i'm assuming blue is block mm -hmm. and if i had blue if i had block and dodge it'd be blue and yellow and okay. then it'd be half blue half yellow okay for the most part it wasn't an issue there was some funkiness because you only have so many colors and you have a lot more skills right so some skills had to be half and half or to start with and then if they were combined with another half and half, then it would be weird. And <laughs> yeah. I had, I went up against one that I think was, I think it was Claw and Mighty Blow, where the claw was red and white, and the Mighty Blow was red. So then it just became three quarters red and one quarter white. Mm. It was weird. Okay. But the the problem was okay. So they said no matter what they said go stand in this line to get those yes. bands or the yeah, bases bases. Okay, the no, bases. No, no, no bands. I misspoke. Okay. It's okay. just the bases. Okay, and the bases because oh, they were saying they came in late. Mm -hmm. They weren't with this stuff right. like they planned. So, so go get them over there. I went to I went to the table and I believe Brad was with me or someone. It was it was hectic. So I forget. I apologize, and. I picked up all the teams. So like we had one big bag that had the teams and the pitches. Okay. We were separate for the pitches. But wasn't I, that cumbersome cuz the pitches themselves. So we didn't get pitches. Pitches sorry. Pitches were in a separate place. So okay. Brad took the ticket to go there to get the pitches to save time. Cuz the pitches Cause, are not rolled up pitches or fold up pitches. No, they're, they're three-dimensional. Right. And they're very cumbersome. Okay. So we come in, we're supposed to go pick up our swag, not the, not including the pitches, pitches were somewhere else, then stand in line, 
and then go get the pitches. But to stay, save time, I still gave Brad the ticket to go get it. So I go stayed in line for the band or the basses. Mm-hmm. And it is slow as hell. And it takes forever. And I'm not moving. I'm talking half an hour. And we barely moved. And I'm probably 75 people back or so. Ooh. And. So what time is this? Six o'clock? I could not tell you. I think it started at 4.30. I think we were there probably. This would probably be about 5, 5.15 maybe. Okay. Timing was weird because it didn't really matter. You know, I didn't pay attention. Sure. So I'm standing in line. Brad gets the pitches and comes back and says that he only got two. I ordered four. So I'm like, oh, crap. I got to figure that out now. Um, Luckily, finally, Michael shows up because we were just going to meet him there because he was with Brian, too. Right. So he shows up. We talk. And he's like, you go do your thing, man. I'll stand in line and get the stuff. I'm like, you sure? He goes, yeah, man, no problem. So he stands in line for us. I go talk to the people I have to talk to, try to get my pitches. And I was like, hey, yeah. So I ordered four, and I'm only getting two. Well, we have you down for two. That's probably why I got two, but I ordered four. Okay, well, I only have you down for two. Okay, hold on. So I go through my messages with Torsten, and I find on Facebook, I'm like, this is Torsten. This is him saying I get four. He verified it. Okay, well, you have to take that up with Torsten. I'm pretty sure he's a little busy right now. So can I not just take it up with you? No, you'll have to take it up with Torsten. Okay. Is there anyone else I can take it up with? Uh, you can go ask the people in the front. Like, will you check in? I go, okay, fine. I'll go, I'll go ask them. So I go ask them. And like this one, guy, this one kid I dealt with mostly, he was nice. But it almost came off as condescendingly nice. Okay. Because he's like, sorry, man, there's nothing I can do about it. You got to talk to Torsten. I'm like, okay, I get that. But he's busy. How am I going to talk to him? I don't know. I just have to tell you that's all I can tell you. Okay, well, is there a way that you can get him in touch with me? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so where's is, he is at at this point? I don't know. He's running around doing stuff. Right, okay. Um. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me there's no second in command? Who would be second in command to Torsten? Like the next person that I could talk to? I don't know. You just have to talk to Torsten. <laughs> you're not being helpful, but you're giving me answers. And at least that's something. He goes, I'm sorry. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. Well, so what if I don't get a hold of him? What do I do? I don't know. You'll just have to talk to Torsten. Okay, fine. So I was like, I don't want to do this, but I messaged him. On Facebook, I'm like, hey, man, I don't want to do this. They told me I had to talk to you about this. I'm not in any hurry. Just if you can get me two pitches before the end of the day. This was killing me. I'm like, this is Torsten on the text, on the Facebook message. Right. I can click it. It'll go to his profile. It says this. So you have confirmation from Torsten. Right. I don't know. <sighs> okay, fine. So that took up a lot of my time. And no resolution. Then we had the opening ceremonies, which there was. Now, from an outsider, yeah, is this the 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 drummer people mm-hmm. and stuff? Saw some videos, yeah, from an outsider who doesn't know that you waited in line. You had to wait in another line for your 
uh, skill rings or whatever. Yeah. How long did that take? We eventually? lucked out, and I think it only took us like an hour and a half, maybe two. What? There were people there until 11 o'clock at night getting skill uh, bases, from what I understand. Here's an issue. You walk up, you present your ticket to them, say what group you're with. They have to look it up in the system, find what you need. Then they have people going to get them, coming back and double checking, and then they give it to you. So it takes forever for every single squad because mm. you've got six or seven people per squad. Each one's got... So each, each you just don't get a grouping of 10 each of this color. No. You get exactly, exactly what, what you, you need. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And not only is it slowing it down, it's not right. We get them. We then... So we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Opening ceremony, the drummer corps okay. comes in. What I was going to say is... I don't know how long all this took you, but from an outsider's perspective, I thought it was really neat seeing these little drummer high school kids or whatever. How was it in real life? I didn't care for it at all. Okay. Um, well, I, other you people do, you enjoyed don't know, it. Because I'm sitting yes. here living through the magic eyes of the internet where everything's pleasant. And I'm thinking, God, Steve's eating all this cool food. He's seeing yes. beautiful things. And now these little little drummer boy kids are playing songs for him. It's like, oh, I'm sad. So the drum corps did a great job. And it was cool. But here's my issue with the whole thing. that The whole welcoming ceremony was dark. Like that whole, that whole hall was dark. People came up to me like, hey, Kilwoggy, how's it going? I go, I can't see you. This is no insult. <laughs> I have... Honestly, no who clue you, clue who you are. Like it was Mike Coon from Chaos Cup. I just played him. I'm like, I cannot see you. This is not an insult. So, eventually, you know, if you stay around the door, you can get some light in. You can see people. Uh, met Alex from uh, Anything But a One. Chatted with him some. But it there's so many people and it's so hectic that you're kind of just running into people. Like I saw Pat win. 20 times that weekend just okay. walking around and yet i never saw some other people that i knew were there walking around okay maybe it's just because i know what he looks like but it's just weird how the paths cross so i would have rathered just had like a quick opening ceremony and then like everyone just hang out and you know You're welcome to mingle yeah we're gonna close at 10 o'clock something like that which maybe they did but oh so the car rental thing we ended up having to rent a second car. Mm. So it kind of sucks, but it was kind of good because we could have two groups of people going back and forth doing different things. Right. So that's how part of us was able to go to the Rolls Royce Museum. Part of us didn't. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, so then we're doing So this... did everybody stay for the opening ceremony? Not really. So the whole opening... Out of your group, did everybody stay? No. No. So we did what we needed to. We're already just frazzled from having to stand in line, having to try to deal with the pitches. Okay. The drum corps, while a nice idea and it's very cool, in an enclosed space with a whole bunch of people talking, it's louder than hell. Okay. And then the op we stayed for the opening ceremony. Like I made sure to see the whole thing in case there was information. Like that was part of the problem with being the captain is I felt like I had to be in an area to hear about information all the time. Just in case something important came through the pipeline. Right. Okay. Like, I probably would have just left, but um, half the squad left 
they found a place to eat. So the rest of us ended up going and joining them after that. And I mean, it was, it was very nice to go to the fancy dinner place, got schnitzel, uh, veal schnitzel is very good. They had a beer soup that was awesome apparently, but it was just very tiring, I guess, because uh-huh. you're exposed to so much. And I, we wanted an early night for the next day, kind of. Before we go into it further as we continue to go, I, I just want to like really say I don't think anybody, except those people who lived through it, really understand how many people you're talking about. <laughs> because I know through the internet that there was some little hiccups and stuff that we will talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious to get your real point of view since you were there and not things I've read. Yeah. And and I'm I'm honest with people. And I know we'll get that here when we get to it. Um, But I just want to say before we go any further, like I think it's so unfair to like judge (laughs) these people doing it because no person or people Mm -hmm has ever had to deal with nearly, you know, over 1400 people. Not for the Blood Bowl community, definitely not. So it's and, like it's such a new territory. Like and honestly, they did a good job. Things went bad. Sure, and we'll and talk And they about, tried their best. And we'll talk about that yeah. later. I didn't mean to derail you, no, no, but you're like fine. you know you were saying it's you know tiring and this and that and I it's, it does sound ex- exhausting in ways. Yeah. But at the same time it's hard to like throw any stones at them because Nobody's ever had to deal with this. No. This is all new ground, which is great new ground to say that you have this many people. Because just last weekend, you were talking with our store owner at Wizards, and he did a double take like you wouldn't believe when you told him how many people were there. Because we were eating lunch with him. And he thought it was weird that I was going overseas for a tournament. I and go, then once yeah, he, but it was 1,400 people. He's like, what? Right. I like. He had to like stop and regulp. What? Yeah. You know, for Blood Bowl? Holy moly. And yeah. it's, it covers a lot more space than just Magic the Gathering, you know? Yes. You know, so anyways, I just... I know and, at some point we're going to be talking about some of the issues and get your perspective course, from it, yeah. whether they were real issues or if people are bellyaching on the internet. And I just want to make sure everybody realizes if you've ever ran a tournament at all, even if it's 12 people, it's mm-hmm. kind of a headache. There's also, a lot of things to cover. Imagine 40 people, 60 people, which yeah. is hard, 100 people, Chaos Cup, and now this many? Yeah. Good Lord. Um, and as I said, like I didn't care for the opening ceremony. Because I would have done things differently. I would have liked to... Because it really felt like just... If I remember correctly, and maybe I don't. um, It was the drum corps. They had a video that had some technical issues. And it was kind of just an average promotional video. It's nothing too amazing. And then it was just kind of like, Welcome to Dornburn and the start of the World Cup. And that's kind of it. Sure, okay. And nothing against them, again, because there's a thousand people in the hall talking and gibbering and, right. you know, not paying attention. So maybe that's as good as you can do. Maybe that's as much as you can do. Maybe there's other ways of doing it. I don't know. For what it was, I didn't have any issue. Drum corps, not my thing. And I didn't like it in the confined space. Other okay. people really enjoyed it. And that's fine. Okay. 
all of my views are mine and they're they're taken off of my experiences too because for one of the issues is there was bad weather that whole weekend so some people were complaining about that not that the blood bowl community can do anything about the weather but i didn't think about bad weather because yeah, I, I was I, there since Tuesday. I've been trying not to listen to you, like over talk to yeah. other people. You haven't mentioned once anything about like, oh, we ran into some bad no. weather. You it, haven't said that one time. This like is the first the, time I heard this. It would rain in the morning a couple of days. And again, it, it was beautiful because we saw the mountains and the clouds mm-hmm. and they burn off. Um, but that weekend, the weather didn't affect me at all because I'd already done all my sightseeing. I'd already been in the town for three days at that point. So it didn't matter. Now, some people, if they only came in, if they came in on a Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the only time they got to see the city and that was blood bowl and bad weather, that's going to skew how you see things. That's true. I didn't have that issue, luckily. I think you guys did it very well by going a little bit early. Yes. Rest, get acclimated to the time change relax casually see some places and then do your blood bowl tournament and then of course you're going to hear about it later then you went really sightseeing and absolutely stuff like that. so and right. being in the town that you're that's at for a few days beforehand i was comfortable with the town right you know, you know it wasn't, if i need to go get a, a soda or i want to get yeah i don't want to eat this food i want to eat this food i'm just gonna go right uh, around the corner i want still water not regular water right <laughs> no <laughs> bubbles they called it still yeah. water that's funny. Um, so, yes, that night, like I said, there were issues with the opening ceremony. Nothing major. The bases... I mean, let's take a moment to talk about the bases. Okay. People, from what I understood, and maybe this is just conjecture because word gets around and that word is often misconstrued, there were people there until 10 or 11 getting bases. And they were in line for hours. Then... Like when we had to go home and when we got home, put all the puzzle pieces out, separate them into the teams, make sure we had the right ones, assemble the pieces, put stickers on our figures, put stickers on the bases. And then well, why would you put sti- oh stickers for the magnets? The magnets, so yeah. Stick to the bases. Okay. Yeah. So we had to put the magnets on ourselves and all this. So and, what time did you get home after it? Just curious. You um, for the I don't know ceremony. exactly. We did the opening ceremony. We went out and had dinner. We probably got back eight or nine, I okay. would say. And then you had to work on your teams for the next day. Yeah, that took a long time. So what was starting time the next day? Nine? Do you know? Should I not ask you yet? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I was just there. I didn't pay attention. No, it's it's cool. It's been it's been a little time since you were there. No, let me let me look on the website because I should know. So opening ceremony would have been at eight thirty or nine, eight forty five, something like that. At night? No, in the morning. Oh. For the next day. So there was an opening ceremony after the opening ceremony. Well yeah, it was like so one was a welcoming you to yeah. Dorn Dornburg Dornburg. So Dornburn. So Thursday was a players party with Blue Moon Blues Band, which if that was there, we didn't see it. Okay. Um and I, I guess some people probably did stick around, but since I'm with the squad and I had people who were driving, I kind of had to stay with them. And even if I did want to hang out with them, 
there's, there's no one who's going to go back to my Airbnb except them. Right. So it's not like I can get a ride back to a hotel or something. So, I mean, they, they had other stuff. So your experience may vary when it comes to stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so we stayed up maybe until nine, 10, something like that doing the bases, which was fiddly and annoying. And we were missing bases. So then the next morning when it opened, we got in, we had to try to go get the bases. And at that point, they were just letting people scavenge and go get your own stuff, okay. which is what it should have been. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about the bases. Um, the whole concept is great. I like the idea of it. They actually worked really well. Except for the little magnets on the small bases, like the quarter ones that went on each quarter. Mm-hmm. Those, the magnet was stronger than the sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. So over the course of the weekend, they were coming off. So if we had two big magnets, it probably would have been better, but that would make it harder to switch out the bases and stuff. Sure. Concept worked well, I thought. Even... You know, I was we were mainly were using our pitches on the new size. I was using the new size models for the elves. I didn't have any issues with the bases being too big or anything. Um, with all the issues of it, that was a bad way to start the weekend for people. I don't know what the right way to fix it would have been. Obviously, they know they should have had those bases well in advance. So they can separate them, double check them, put them in each individual bag for each team, put that in the bag for the squad, and then we're good to go. Right. That didn't happen. Quality of them is nice. Quality is amazing. I love. I, I've them. seen yours. Like I really do like them. I really wish like I could. I had more, and I could just use them for different positions or something. Like, if I could just have more, I'd be happy. But. For a tournament like this, while it made things super easy, determining who was what, who who had skills, for the most part, determining what skills were very easy, there was no confusion. It just was way, way too much work for what it was. Okay. And I don't know the right answer. All right. So, unfortunately, it was a good idea. Um... I'm sure they had no control over when they got it. I'm sure there's probably a supply issue with embargoes and screwing everything up. Well, we up. know this from firsthand yeah. with the, the big deal figures from yeah. last Oklahoma Bowl. So we didn't get him on time. It screwed everything up. Cost Even us a ton of money. months in advance. So. Definitely. So, yeah, that's the first big main issue. And it definitely soured people. So when other stuff happens, it makes it worse. So day one, it's supposed to start at nine forty-five. This is Friday morning. Friday morning, nine forty-five. Really? I think it's nine thirty. The so the thing on the web. Oh, sorry. I'm it, so used to us running tournaments and we start super early. So it's like I think it's eight thirty. Okay. It's kind of confusing on the website because that's where I'm looking, and it looks like eight forty-five the opening ceremony and then nine thirty is when the kickoff kickoff supposed to happen. Okay. So about that about that um we get there i think people were complaining because the place wasn't open on time or something 
Oh, the actual venue? Yeah. Ooh. I'm not positive because we got there, I think, a little bit after it started, but it was okay. still fine. Um, Our round one didn't start until like 11.30 or 12.30, okay. something like now, that. Now, if you would have said, if I wouldn't have known in advance that you've had your first round matchups for weeks, if not yeah. months. I think it was at least a month in advance. Then I would say, okay, well, that makes sense. They had software things where it's a lot of people and, you know, calling people to come over here and go over here and yeah. meet up. But you knew who you were going to play. From what I understand, the issue with this was, this one was because there were squads that were dropping. Uh, so some people didn't make it, so they had to take them out, redo the draw, fix some things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Man, I think I would have just gave people buys and moved on. Um, I don't know the right answer there. No, but, I, don't, I don't know either with this many people. Right. I'm sure they didn't think it was going to be that long of a delay. I should have written down when the actual round started. Okay. But I was just so busy with other stuff. Sure. Because we did know who our opponents were, and we did know what table we're supposed to play at. So are you sitting there with your opponents going, I don't know when we can start. So here's the issue. We get to our table, and one of the great things about this was they put out a book, and then the book was with the swag, and the book had, you know, all about the event and the people and the teams and blah, blah, blah. Had all the skills in different languages, common terms in different languages, stuff like that. It also had a table um, map. So you could see what tables you were playing at. Okay. So I think we were playing at like table 83 to 88 or something along those lines. I forget what. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that was a wheelchair table. That table was, was reserved for people with wheelchairs. There were two of those. So if you had someone in your squad that was in a wheelchair, those tables were reserved. You could stay there the whole tournament because it was easy access, all that stuff. So we got there, and someone's like, hey, yeah, um, we've got a guy on our team with a wheelchair, and we were told to come here. I go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, where are we supposed to go? I don't know. I was just told to come here. Okay, well, yeah, obviously, it's not your issue, so I'll just go ask a judge. Couldn't find anybody. So I went up to the registration area again, That, uh, and I found the guy. I was like, hey, I have an issue with my table number. He goes, where are you supposed to be? I go, I'm supposed to be at this table. Okay, well, it's right in there. I go, no, no, I get that. Um, It's a wheelchair table, and there's someone there with a wheelchair. Okay, well, if they're your opponent, just play. Like, no, no, no. Someone told them to play at that table because they had a wheelchair. So they're kicking us off the table. So I just need to know where we go. Oh, I don't know. I'm coming to you for assistance. I need to know where to go. Help me out. Okay. And I had to take him there. I had to explain it all again. And he had no clue. He's like, well... Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to, let me go look. So he had to leave, go find someone else. They had to come back. They had to have a big powwow. They had to figure things out. This whole time, I'm like, okay, so I, we haven't seen our opponents at all, period. <laughs> um, and again, it's a good thing that this took a while to start because I was going through this. I was running back and forth the hall trying to find people to help us out. 
And I was like, okay. I talked to the other squad captain. I go, well, what table were you at? He goes, we were at 140, whatever it was. And I go, okay. So you're not playing there, and your opponent knows you're not playing there. Right. I'm going to go play there. So I'm going to take my squad. We're going to go over there, and then we'll play there. And God, it, this was so fucking confusing. And I go there, and there's another team there. And I'm like, your your guys' opponents up there? No, we were told to play here. What? He goes, yeah, someone had a wheelchair, so they had to play at a certain table, so we had to come here. You're not our, our opponents, are you? No. God, okay, fine. So I had to run back, and when I get back... One of my squad mates who stayed at the table is like, hey, we got our table back. I was like, what? Yeah, um, I guess they're going to leave or whatever. I don't I don't know. Come to find out, I think one of our opponents had a wheelchair on our squad. There were two wheelchair tables. There were four wheelchair people. I got you. I don't know. It was confusing as all get out no one knew what they were doing so you ended up back at the same table you started off at. yes and it legit took me an hour and a half or so just running around the venue like a chicken with my head cut off not knowing what the hell was going on not able to find someone who could answer and getting answers like well you need to talk to torsten i cannot talk to torsten i need to talk to someone that can fix this well i don't know then who would I don't know. Who would have power to fix this? I don't know. I'm going to strangle you. Who's know. going to stop me? <laughs> I don't know. There you go. Torsten, but he's not around, so you're going to kill me. Right. Um, so, after everything, and the delay, and the table issues. So, an hour and a half is quite God. a bit of time before starting. So oh, it was like two or three hours. I don't remember exactly. Before round one. Yeah, because it was either 11.30 or 12.30 and it was supposed so, to be 9.30. Okay, so then why weren't y'all starting on time? I don't know. Like I said, I think it was because squads dropped, so they had to okay. redo the draws. Okay. But oh, and, They didn't and, tell us. And you're saying like you don't know if like the software was having problems with that? Or Never told us. Like, okay. All they would do is they would come out and say, okay, everyone, sorry for the delay. It's going to be five or ten minutes. That was the common phrase five or ten minutes every time i didn't feel like i could just hang out even with the long delays because i had to be in that room listening for updates hmm. and it was just infuriating trying to get everything figured out because i'm trying to keep a hold of my squad while they're off walking around talking to people smoking hanging out i don't blame them but i'm trying to keep an eye on people trying to get the table fixed and it was just a nightmare. But we did eventually start. So that was good. So for this purpose, I'm just going to be talking about my particular games, not the squad. If you want to know more about the squad stuff, you can listen to World Cup Report. We'll be talking about it in more in depth over there. And I'm going to be talking more in depth about my personal experiences over here. So Okay, so this is round one. Round one against the squad International Ruins, and my opponent was Frickrick, and... So where are they from? It's a Spanish and German team, and the player was Spanish. Okay. And I didn't write down everyone's real names, because I thought I could get it off of NAF, and I apparently can't. Or not all of them, so... 
Okay. I was he, just going to give NAF names. All right. So he had um, cast chosen. He had a Minotaur with block to start with. He had three chaos. No, I'm sorry. Four chaos warriors. Looks like all of them started with block on day one. He then had a bunch of beastmen. Looks like uh, exactly 12 people. Um, looks like just block for that first day. Is that yeah, sound pretty much. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the the build here, so I'm just going to read off what I have here. He had two rerolls, one fan factor, and it says here that he was a tier three team. Yeah. So Scott is, I printed off the rosters for Scott to look at, and it's that's exactly how we could see it on the website. Okay. And it was kind of annoying because all this was done paperless. It was all through the website and looking at rosters that way. It's kind okay. of annoying. He, he had one beastman runner with tackle to begin with okay. as well. So he had, uh, looks like, six skills. Yeah. So um, we start to play, and he's already a little tipsy. He's a Spanish guy. He's, Ooh, that's good, right? I was not upset. Um, he was wearing a flag, which I looked to be an Italian flag, but he was Spanish, so I'm not really sure. A shirt that was in the pattern of a flag? The- no, he had a shirt. And then he was wearing a flag. Nice. As like a, a, a skirt or whatever. Nice. And he didn't speak much English, which was I like a fear. Like, I didn't know how I'd handle people sure. who don't speak too much like English. arguing with somebody over something. Right. Um, so this was a good way to start the whole day, the whole experience. Because he didn't speak much English, but he was very nice. He's very outgoing. Um, he's very friendly. His buddy next to him was translating when needed. And the whole game, when something good was going, like, he, in, like you know when you go to shake someone's hand, but you... Here, give me your hand. Don't touch my hand. Touch dude. your hand. Good. Good. Okay. Good. So, like, he grabs your hand, and yes. then he pats it with the other hand. Yes. It's like thumb-to-thumb contact with the hand around and then patting it. Good play. Good. Good. So he, throughout the whole game, he was just like, yes, yes, good, good, fun, you know. Why is your hands cold and sticky? Um, Eating peanut butter from the jar. Okay. it's a good answer. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it started off well. Um, I got to choose, so I chose to kick. That's what I was always going to do. Uh, if I ever had the choice, I'm going to choose to kick and try to survive. Ball goes near the line. And I immediately got a blitz. With that blitz, I was able to get a cage around the ball before it fell. And the ball fell on me and I had it. So his turn won and I've already got a cage on the ball. Nice. Couldn't ask for much better. He blitzed with his Minotaur, put him on the ball carrier. All I had to do was hypnogaze him and then hand off to the catcher and run in. And we're talking two turns. I got a touchdown already. Nice. Good, good. Clapsing hands. Like, good. <laughs> All pro- right, so like, okay. Elf Union's doing great. The, not a problem. The the changing star players to Eldrills. Eldrills. So good. Okay. Um, the weather changed. It was fine. So it was no big deal. Uh, he failed the pickup. I was able to get a guy around back of the line. Then I, he had people on the side, but I blitzed the guy and opened it up. So, I was able to put a blitzer and a catcher on his guy that was by the ball. So then my next turn, um, on his next turn, he blitzed my blitzer and just pushed him. 
and I sidestepped right next to the ball. He still ends up getting the ball in like two tackle zones, which was kind of annoying. But I knocked him down. Ball ends up going to his guy. Again, annoying. Knocked him down again. And at that point, I put four guys next to the ball. So he hits Eldrill, knocks him into the ball now. But now it just bounces to my blitzer who rolled a six in like three tackle zones. And while he had a guy on me, I just dodged out and did a go for it, got touchdown number two. So we're talking five turns in, I'm up two to nothing. And he's still being affable and fun, and he moons me. And I'm like, dude, I don't... I'm just looking, and he's like, ah! And he bends over, lifts up his flag, and is a hairy, old Spanish ass. Okay. And... He got me and like Brad next to me and Scott Hess and like, oh, dude, no, we don't want to see that. He thought it was funny and all this. I'm like, you were lying. You were rock hard. It was an interesting experience. I'm like, yeah, because you've never been rock hard this, from a Spanish ass. <laughs> like, this is a, a weird way to start off a World Cup, but let's go for it. So he has no underwear on? He had nothing on but a flag. Wow. Um, so I kicked off, and I got another blitz. And he was getting kind of upset. And I think Brad made some comment of, dude, it's fine. Just make sure to keep the flag down. And the guy's standing up. And he lifts the flag, and we get a, a dick flash. And it's just like all out there, all the bits and pieces, Did you waving just like- in the wind. All of us are like, dude, no. You oh, my got, God. You got a really big boner, didn't you? No. Did thankfully, your mouth he, water? Thankfully, he did not. So did your mouth water? That's sad, is I knew the state of another man's penis at a World Cup event. Well, that's good. And It's an uh, experience. You're getting to tell a story. I did get a story. Uh, that's, that's the whole thing. I'm like, I didn't need to see that, but my God, people are going to love this on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even a half in, and I've been mooned and flashed. Man, too bad there wasn't like a lot of girls playing there. There was, was some. wearing flags. There's a Canadian gal who was very attractive. I think Grant knows her. Did she wear a flag? She did not. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, interesting. You but know that guy probably became the flasher for the rest of the day and weekend. Supposedly, that's not the first time he did it. Oh, okay. And at a, at an event, he's known. Nice. So that blitz did get me in the backfield. He did end up KOing Eldrill. Um, I tried to blitz off his beast man that was by the ball, but I got a skull re-rolled and sculled and casualtyed myself. So with that, I wasn't able to score. So it was only two to nothing, me, going into half. And at half, he left to go smoke. He asked if he was okay, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. And he comes back, and he was noticeably drunker, not as happy. <laughs> um, so I received, because I kicked off to him first time. I got the ball. I sent the catchers along the edge, and, I mean, I picked up the ball. I threw the ball, got a six. I picked up the ball for a six, threw the ball for a six, caught the ball for a six, Dodged, got a six, and might have gone for it. 
I don't think so. But I was getting a lot of sixes. And he was not happy at this point. He'd gone from being very happy to thinking I'm cheating. And he takes my dice. And he starts rolling them and getting sixes. And rolling them and getting sixes. And rolling them and getting sixes. He rolls, he's getting upset. And he rolls them. One goes off the table. It goes under the table. He looks at it. It's a six. And I'm like, dude, I'm not cheating. But at this point, I'm thinking to myself, am I cheating? Because this is the first time I've used these dice. Mm-hmm. So I put them aside. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put these aside. Why didn't he just use them? I don't know. Then he would have found out for sure. I don't know. But I put them aside, and I used his dice that he gave me. So we're playing. At this point, I'm two turns into the second half. I'm up three to nothing. I don't care. I've got the win. So I kind of just let him go down the field and score. Doesn't matter to me. In retrospect, I probably should have just, you know, gone balls to the wall and tried to actually score more touchdowns, but whatever. Um, but again, he scores like two or three turns, no big deal. So I have plenty of time. He's kicking to me. We get a pitch invasion, and I've got plus one fame. So this is basically turn five, and it's a pitch invasion. He didn't get any of my people down. I start rolling for his people. Six, six, five, 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 five. He quit. He he just, I was using his dice. He just got up from the table, shook my hand, left. And I go, okay, well, I got the win. <laughs> so first game of the World Cup. You he doesn't guys. speak English. I got mooned, saw a guy's dick, and beat him so bad he thought I was cheating, and I made him quit. Wow. That's a lot in the first game. It really is. Again, in retrospect, that's a whole half of a game pretty much that I didn't get to try to score or anything. So it didn't hurt me, but it could have. Half of a half. Right. That's what I mean. I probably should have tried to force his hand and make him play, but I don't know. Sure. That's a tough one. It really is. And I I feel for him because it was just insane my dice have never been like that okay so i was like well maybe this is the start of a great world cup sure and at the end of that round um i end up winning brad won drew tied scott won michael tied and chance won so we had four wins two ties and we won the round well i think so so that's good yeah all right so then so this was at 11, so it's like 1 o'clock-ish. Yeah. And I would say... you'll have lunch, I assume? Yeah. Or you go right into round two? No, we have lunch. And this is another sticking point. Um, the lunch was turkey and spatzel. It was actually really good. I liked it a lot. But... What is spatzel? Okay, spatzel is like... Um, a, let me look it up. Spatzel is made with flour, eggs, and milk. And it's just like German egg noodles. That's all it is. Oh, okay. So it's not really a potato thing. No, it's, a, it's, it's okay. nothing too fancy, but it was good. Turkey. But, so it's like you had a pile of noodles with turkey mm-hmm. meat. And the lunch line was super slow. Luckily, I finished early because he quit. So I was able to get my food, no issue. But it was still slow because at that day, you had to go up, show them your badge. They punch it. 
then you go and get your own food. Like you spoon it out yourself. Mm. You walk to the next station, spoon it out, and go. Okay. Super slow the first day. Tons of people complaining because they weren't able to make it through, didn't get lunch, all this. By day two and three, it worked much better because they had people making it behind the line. They just handed you a tray. You walked off. Gotcha. So it was no issue. So that was much better. Okay, so you had your lunch. Yeah. And this is where it all went to hell. I mean, honestly, anyone who's interested has heard or seen. We finished this game maybe one thirty or 2. No. I don't remember when exactly. We had a very long delay. And I don't think we started the second game until about 6. Um, We were supposed to be done about 6.30 or 7. So there were... Um, from what, whoa, whoa, whoa. what time did you start? About 6. So like a four-hour delay? Pretty and much. you were supposed to wrap up the day at 7.30-ish? The day should have been done at 6.30. Okay. Is when the last round should have been done. So, okay. The issue for the system problems were the seven players instead of six caused some problems. Some teams took seven, and so they had to switch people out. They had the wrong people in, so they had to manually correct stuff. Good. I didn't think about that. Right. And then with squads dropping and trying to redo stuff, everything just went to hell, unfortunately. Um, Milo was there working on it, he did a great job. Um, he was super sick. He did what he could. Milo. Milo Sharp. Sorry. Oh, okay. He was part of the committee and he was doing the software. Um, so, I mean, he did a great job for what he could. It just, I think it was the seventh player and then people dropping that just caused it to bog down and everything got screwed up. And again, no tournaments had this many people. No. So how would you know? Exactly. I they, mean. They've used this at other tournaments and it's been fine. But I don't think any other tournament had a seventh player. And supposedly that's like the majority of the problems. Okay. I know that there used to be a button on the website that you could push and a ref would come to you. You know, say what table you're at so the ref would come. Oh, the app or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That was disabled when I needed it in a couple of games. But so are people justified in being upset about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it threw a giant problem into everything. And it's hard to really fault them, but the other couple of days, everything went fine. You know, the system was back up. We had a little bit of slowdown on Sunday because of the internet, but the system was fine. Okay. The issue here, though, is they kept coming out saying it'd be five or ten minutes, five or ten minutes, five or ten minutes, five or ten minutes. So the crowd was just getting very unruly because they'd been drinking and very upset and been waiting and bored. I didn't feel like I could leave or hang out or walk around because it was always going to be five or ten minutes. Well, I've got to be there so that when something comes up, I can find my squad, message them, get them to the table, get everything taken care of. That didn't happen. So then this meant that, again... I've been there since Tuesday. I've seen the town. Everyone I'm hanging out with, for the most part, I'm with. I'd ra- I would like to see the Swedes, all the Americans. You know, would like to see Core. Would like to hang out with the Americans. Be supposed to have a, a get together in the hall that Friday night, just play games, relax, and hang out. 
couldn't do any of that. So I guess the main issue is, do they, how could they have done it better? If you want all nine games in, you couldn't do it better. They could have dropped it down to eight, and then we just had one game day one, three games day two, three games. Well, actually, that would just be... Human. There's no good way of doing it. we haven't talked about your game two yet. Right. You're just saying like... Well, no, I was You thinking, would have kept Saturday at three games instead of the forced four games. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking, yeah, in my mind, not do Friday. So anyways, for people who came in just for the tournament with loved ones or, you know, people who wanted to see the town. Bring your girlfriend or whatever. Yep. and you Friday, think, we'll do, shot because yeah. of that game. Mm-hmm. Then they decided to do four games on Saturday. Saturday's shot. It was late on Sunday. So Saturday, Sunday night, everything's also closed. So Sunday's shot. You just spent a ton of money to go with a loved one to another country for a vacation and you didn't get to see anything. They stayed in the hotel the whole time. Are they entitled to be pissed off? 100%. I didn't have that experience, but I don't fault them. Sure. Okay. So you started round two late. Yeah. And it looks like you were going up against, I don't even know how to say this, Albinstern? Albinstern Reunion. Okay. And Turin. His NAF number is 814. This was an Austrian-German eight game. 8143 is his name. Oh, is it 8143? Yeah. I didn't write it down. It's like, that's awfully low. <laughs> um, so you played the Hanganeth? Uh, Harganeth Widowmakers. Widowmakers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Harganeth Widowmakers. Dark Elf team by the name of it, it looks like. Yep. Yep, it is Dark Elves. Um, they had one Blitzer. No? Okay. So some people don't group all their blitzers together by numbers like one through right. four and That's stuff. That's also so, very annoying. So these sheets are very confusing. So it looks like you had one, two, three blitzers you played against, uh, two witch elves, uh, looks like at least one runner, and I guess the rest linemen. Yeah. Um, so a pretty standard team. Uh, one apoth- uh, sorry, two rerolls, one assistant coach, one cheerleader. I'm trying to look through here. It looks like the Witch Elf has a block on day one. Your runner has leader against on day one. Another Witch Elf with block. I'm looking through here, and that looks like it. So this was a tier one team, so they didn't get as many skills. No, tier one, you only get three skills. It's okay. very rough. Okay. Uh, but he's a good player, and you know, I broke down the first game to show you kind of why the guy was so frustrated. Sure. Makes sense. Um. This one, it was just a back-and-forth game, really. His Dark Elves were doing Dark Elf things. My Elves were doing Elf things. He ended up getting three casualties on me. I ended up getting two on him. And Wow, that's hmm. that's pretty bloody. Yeah, for an Elf elf game, you would think that is. It's not the worst that I've had. <laughs> um, but he ended up getting the the casualties and stuff when he needed it, like for the, the second half. Um, I tried to keep him from scoring. Uh, I blitzed his ball carrier at the end. He did a dump off. I had people on the ball carrier. I did people on everyone who could receive it. He fails and it just happens to bounce to someone and they dodge out. So I just couldn't stop him for that score. 
And then when he got that score, because that put us at a tie, and then when he did that, he was able to get some of his knockouts out. I did not get my knockouts out. Mm. I couldn't stop him. I just had too few people on the pitch. Yeah. And he went in at the very end, and it was three to two, so he nice. won, but it was still close. And it's right. a, it's you know, it's a dark elf team. It's a really good team, and I didn't feel too upset because, like I said, I I played well. I uh, just, you know, you can't win everything, so I was like, well, still, it's not too bad. So what was the had the squad do in round two? So the squad in round two, I lost. Brad tied. Chance lost, Scott tied, Michael won, and Drew won. So it was two, two, and two. It was a tie. Oh, you tied versus the other team. Yeah. Neat. Um, so International Ruins finished 199th. That was our first squad. These guys finished 103rd. So that's okay. not bad. Right. Um, and then that was it for the day. It was just two rounds. So you wrap up about 8.30ish? Eight thirty nine, something like that. Okay. I mean, it was. And they just said, "Come back tomorrow." Now, at this point, do you know we're doing four rounds the next day, or do they just say we don't know yet? It would have been nice for them to be more vocal about it, because some people knew, some people didn't. Uh, we knew. Sounds like it, my job. Yeah, we knew it would be four, but we also looked on the website. We talked to some people, so we knew they were going to do four the next day. Because they had to in order to get the all the games in. But but when they announced it, some games have already finished and they already left. So they could have possibly announced earlier that they were only doing three games. But they would have had to do it very early. So that when people finished and left, they wouldn't you know, be surprised the next day. I but gotcha. I don't know. Um, so in this game, I had the quote of the weekend... Because I was doing something and it failed. And I was like, God dang it. And he, the guy I'm playing goes, you know, this isn't America. You're allowed to cuss at a tournament. I go, trust me, I've already seen a dick at this tournament. I'm pretty sure once you've seen a dick at a tournament, decorum's out the window. I, if I want to cuss, I'll cuss. It's just... Right. <laughs> it's just... Ugh. Did he say lucky you? I think so. He, he kind of licked his lips like, hmm. No. So for that night... We couldn't do so it. When you told them this, did you say like, and you saw that one guy flash you? Ha ha ha. Oh. So for the night, we just <laughs> went back. We were tired. That delay was. That's got to be worse horrible. than playing the extra Blood Bowl games. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's just sitting around waiting, anticipating like, well, we might start in 20 minutes. Right. We might start in 20 minutes. If they had told us, look, guys, the system is down. Come back at 5 or 30 and we'll check see us. what happens. Yeah, we would have been fine. Or check in in an hour. We hate to say that, but we're not going to keep you dragging around. We won't do anything for an hour. We'll grab Just check beer, in. Come back in We'll put time. it on the website, whatever. That didn't happen. So right. it was just horrible. Um, we ended up just grabbing some pizzas at the restaurant that was down the, the city and went back to the house, ate, hung out, and crashed. Because it was just a very long day, and it was stressful, even though we didn't have stress on us by trying to get everything taken care of. Sure. And, and it's out of your control, yes. so it's kind of frustrating. Oh, absolutely. And, and the whole knowing that tomorrow's going to be four games, and then Sunday's three, 
Yeah. It's a whole different tournament. 3-3-3 three, three, three is not bad. Even if you would have played two games and they would have cut you loose at 3.30, mm-hmm. it's totally different than hanging around yes. from morning till 9 o'clock and only play two games. Yeah. Totally different. Absolutely. Totally different. And it was just it was just horrible. Hmm. So I understand anyone who complained. And again, I don't fault them. System issues happen. And after that, it worked fine. So no real problems there. It was just frustrating. For well, sure. You know it had to be a killer on the people, right? Oh, the no doubt. Yeah. Because they're going like, good Lord. And yeah. All these people are, are upset. I mean, we feel bad when we have, you know, 16, 20 people mm-hmm. and we do something wrong or forget something, yeah. let alone this many people. And, you know, I asked Torsten, like, so did you think about going to eight games? Go, well, it was an option, but nobody wanted to do it. I think one of the main reasons is if you do then you're kind of giving a competitive advantage to the higher tier teams because they only had two games where they're pu- punished versus three. How I, so? Because they had less starting skills. Oh, the, the tiers yeah. themselves? Okay, okay. Um, I don't know how that would factor into anything. I don't know if you had to have nine games to get a true winner. I don't, I don't know. I doubt with that many teams there was a true winner. I mean, like, I think there was. There was only okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So, all but, right. I don't know, and I mean, that's it until Saturday. All right. Well, then, I think we, this is a good time to pause, save, <laughs> and then we'll come back with Saturday. <laughs> And we are back with Saturday of the World Cup. Started out that I ended up going to Burger King for breakfast. Burger King? Oh, did you get you like a ham egg cheese croissant? Well, we wanted to just like grab something fast and we didn't know the area that well. So, but there's a Burger King. There's a Burger King right there. Are they just as crappy as they are in America? Um, it was a, what we had was fine. I, but it, we were kind of running a little bit late because we had to wait for them to open, mm-hmm. and they didn't serve breakfast. Oh, you just had so a- I had a hamburger and onion rings for breakfast, and I had to get them into the thing, and basically was eating while I was playing, hmm. which I don't like to do. But sure, whatever. Okay. The previous night we looked at the stats of the, we knew who we were going to play. We found out the okay. rankings. Uh huh. So we looked them up. We looked at all the rosters. I was like, you know, these are kind of odd builds. And we, on numbers, on the, on paper, we appear to have a better chance to win this than anything else. Okay. And Drew's like, don't jinx us. I'm like, I'm not jinxing us. And I'm not saying we're going to win. I'm just saying. On paper. On paper. It looks like a good matchup. Okay. Even like it's not. We're going to win. It's just, it's a good matchup. So I wasn't too mad. Okay. Um, so so we, you're going to tell me they kicked our butts. We got to playing. <laughs> and um, this was the Minotauri team from Italy, Minotaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I played Dragon's Rage and his Dark Elves, the Cadaveri Riders. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They had two rerolls. Looks like they had three Blitzers, two Witch Elves. A runner, an assassin, mm-hmm. 
and three Lionels. Yeah, so the Assassin is one of those reasons I was like, this is not an optimal build when you take an Assassin. No, I agree. It did end up working pretty good, though, because <laughs> I do have seven armor. Uh, it was pretty much... It wasn't a score fest like the last one. It was very close, but at the end of the second half, I was just way too down on people, which is a common theme in this game where you're playing pro elves. Oh, so I was there in spirit. You were <laughs> taking a lot of injuries. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I had a chance on the last play. I used the hypnogaze, dodged into two tackle zones, had a two die uphill with the reroll. I got the dodges, but then I sculled out. So, again, it was a tight game. So, two to one? Uh, three to two. Three to two. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of a score fest. Well, let me, let me double check. It might have been two to one. Round three. No, it was two to one. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Two to the, one. The okay. previous one was three to two. All right. But, no, this was two to one. Like I said, not a score fest, but it was still a good game. I'm just not getting the key hits when I'm supposed to, and that just happens. This was a weird time for food for lunch because what there was it was like food for lunch after one round. Yeah, it. I don't remember if it was after the one because it was twelve thirty when we did the next round. So I think we were doing one round lunch because that was the original schedule, and then nothing until late. Okay. I, I didn't have, I didn't go to lunch early, and then by the time. I think it was during the second round we started hearing rumblings that it was closing early or something. I don't know. I didn't end up eating lunch this day. Okay. So whenever the lunch round lunch was, which I think was in between rounds one and two, I was basically out just chatting. This is the time that I talked with all the vendors. Okay. So that was fun. And talked to people. All right. So let's go to round, what would it be, five? Four. Four. Yep. That's right. Round four. This was the... Bill Bali Turbo Lovers. This is a Lizard Man team. Evil Gunt. Yeah, he's Spanish. And this is the Lizard Palace. Okay. Let's see. They had um, Lizard Palace. What is that? Oh, is that the team? That's the team name, yes. Okay. His grouping, his other coaches is the Bill Bali Turbo Lovers. Yeah, that's the squad. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he had, uh, looks like three sources. He had a Croxagore and then the r five runners and five skinks. Um, let's see. The had sources, two of them with block from what I can tell. And that looks like it, but yeah. I know, is that it? Yeah. So I, yeah. They only it, got two skills. Yeah. Oh, break tackle on the Croxagore. Okay. Yeah. This is a tier one team. I'm just so not used to the, this. Right. Skew. Tier one. You don't get much. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to mention the outcome of the last round. We all lost. <laughs> well, it was a complete sweep. Oh and six. Well, you jinxed him, and Drew was right. Drew was so pissed. Yeah, he was mad at you, wasn't he? Come to find out, he wasn't mad that he thought we jinxed us, that I, which is I thought he did. He was mad that we weren't upset at getting swept. And, <laughs> like, I was trying to tell him, I'm like... What's there to be upset about? We lost. It sucks. I'm not saying I enjoyed losing, but I played as well as I could. I assume everyone else did. We can't win every round as much as we'd love to. So we got a loss. Now, if we lost 
all six games in three straight rounds, I'm going to be pissed. But sure. oh, af- well. after one, I wasn't too upset. Sure. All right. So how did you fare against these lizard men? This again was a very tight match. I was still losing people. Wasn't as bad in the beginning. I probably could have gotten a tie, but at the time, because I think I was going a little bit faster than everyone else. And I, should, I should state that this is day two. Oh, yeah. There's four sources now with block and then a break tackle with the Croxagore. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, But it was two to two. Well, it was two to one, I guess. Anyways, I probably could have gotten a tie, but I knew we needed a win based on how other things were going, how it looked. So I scored, tried to have enough time to get the ball back, wasn't able to do it. I I tried, and um, he had to make two crazy dodges through tackle zones, make two go-forwards, and he got a touchdown on turn seven. Mm. So I had chances, but it just didn't happen. So unfortunately, lost that one as well. Okay. Three to two. How'd the squad do? Squad did a win. We had four wins and two losses. Okay. So I probably should have just gone for the tie, but at the time, I don't know. So your record right now is what, one and four? No, it's one and three. One Won the first three? game, then loss, loss, loss. Okay. And then the next round. This is round five. Round five against Wood Elves. And by the way, the Lizards did three casualties against me. I did one against them. Five is against the Turone Bash Lords. And the guy's name was Cadu C. Mm-hmm. And he's from France. Okay. The team is Wood Elf Turs Angels. I'm sure T O U R S has not pronounced that in, right. in French, but. He had two war dancers. One of them had tackle, one of them had strip ball. He had a thrower with leader. He had a catcher with sure hands. He had another. He had two more blank catchers. He had a lion elf with wrestle, and then a couple more, just blank uh, lion elves and a tree man. Tree man build, huh? Yeah. Two re rolls. So, up to this point, last few games I've been keeping it close. I've just been like one or two dice rolls away from getting a tie or getting a win. You know. Could have gone either way. I am. He's going down the field, and he is really good at caging. And I've got him on the side and got him caged up. And I spend an inordinate amount of time looking at his cage. And I know there's a way I can get his guy out of bounds. So I'm looking, I'm looking, doing calculations, doing dodges, did two pushes, got people moved around, did my blitz for the final hit that would have pushed a guy into another guy, into the guy, and then out of bounds, skull, reroll, skull. It's like, damn it. You're the master, Steve. And then he leapt, went forward, and got a touchdown. But at the half, I'm up two to one. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, yeah, it was good. I mean, if that had worked... I pretty much had most of his figures in the cage. He would have been out of bounds. He probably would not have scored. 
Hmm. But he did, so it's two to one. The bad thing is he casualties my thrower before the half, and my thrower has leader. Mm. So second half, I only had one. One reroll the whole half. Yeah. And some of my KOs didn't come back. And his dice decided it was just my time to die. <laughs> and um, he won four to two. Wow. So he got three scores in the second half. And he did five casualties against me total with wood elves. And that's not including knockouts. And trust me, there were knockouts and fouls because once he had me up, he was fouling and getting more people out. So this is like four or five o'clock Saturday. And you're thinking like, I should just quit and go enjoy the countryside. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. now I'm one and four. So this round started about 3.30. So yeah, this would have been about 5.30. 536 wow. and um I had one win and four losses and this one wasn't even close and I'm just sitting there going I don't think I'm that bad of a coach. Right. Now this is horrible. I'm just completely despondent like I don't Please tell me Drew yelled at you and scolded you and No. <laughs> I mean, it was going fine. So for that round, we also took a loss. Scott Hess lost. Michael tied, Drew tied, Chance tied, Brad tied, and I lost. Um, but the Tyrone Bachelors, they ended up finishing 24th overall. Okay. So they were a good team. Right. So it's not too upset to lose against them, not happy, but they were a great squad. But man, I was, I just didn't want to play anymore. After four straight losses... No, I'm like, no. I'm just, because my team is just crumbling the whole time. And if I don't lose important pieces, I'm okay. But like two games before that, I lost both catchers within the first five plays or so. Mm -hmm. That screws up my whole team. Right. And then losing my thrower. And I've had multiple games where I've had five casualties against me. I, I feel you. I understand. Yeah. So I was... I was just walking around trying not to be pissed off, and Jonathan Mary from South Africa found yeah. me, and we got to talking, and I was telling him how it was going. He's like, man, that sucks. I go, yeah. I mean, it started off good, and I told him about the guy flashing me. Uh -huh. You know, it was funny, and he goes, man, that guy put a curse on you. <laughs> like, what? No, the curse of the Spanish dick. That's what he did. You, you, you beat him so bad, he went off and cursed you. Like, he did. That son of a bitch. So so you had to do what any person would, normal person would do, is you went to break the curse by licking the curse off. No. Oh. No. So, funny story. I mentioned that, not to licking anyone off, but <laughs> I mentioned him flashing me, and then on the bus ride home, Jonathan was on a bus with that Spanish team, uh -huh. and apparently he was doing it to everyone. Wow. Including women on the bus. Wow. And how he didn't get arrested, they don't know. Wow. So it's it's just a common thing for him to be wearing a flag and letting it all go. Wow. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be. He very well could be. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting. So the next round... Like, I went from playing table one, table one, 
table five, table five, table six. And this is, you know, tables are based on how well you're doing. Right. So I... Within your squad, though, right? Within the squad, yeah. I mean, but your, the last your, two... Your squad has really good players. So. Sure. But I was the last one that round, and I lost. And I'm the last one in round six, too. Okay. But that does mean I get to go up against Ogres. Hey! And uh, it was... Although I hate playing Ogres, because you should win. And when you don't, yeah, it's awful. Uh, the The squad name was La Crampanière from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when you're mountain climbing, okay, the the cramps, crampers or whatever, crampons. <laughs> no, they're like no. the spikes you put on your shoes for mountain okay. climbing. Okay, that's what the like basically spikes. Okay, so they were called the spikes. Um, the guy I played was Maurice Lagris, and. He was an older gentleman, probably late 50s, early 60s. He might think I'm being generous by saying that. So he's my age. <laughs> he, he's he's considerably older. And he didn't speak a lick of English, <laughs> which was fine, But because he, he's ogres. It didn't matter. What's his, what's his team there? All right. His team is called the Yellow Jackets. Right. They have one reroll, one fan factor, and one, two, three, four, five, six ogres, and one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight runs. Let's see. All the ogres at this point have block. One of the runs has leader. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what you deal with. All block ogres, one run with leader. I failed a long pass at the end of the first half for a touchdown, and I won four to nothing. Wow! So that's how that game went. Okay, it went amazing his ogres were being stupid he may not be the best tactical coach in the world he was there for fun he was there for fun he was a great guy well you you have to know like if you're taking ogres to something big Mm -hmm. like you're just saying i'm gonna relax right and trust me as a guy who did that at chaos cup it felt good (laughs) yeah but no it was just it was a great match not just because i won i mean it, it seemed tighter than it was because they always have the chance to do the one turn touchdown sure but all of his dice were going bad. He would try to throw someone and they would die. He would dodge and they would die. That's good for you, though. I mean, in got that. Got you the rebound, right? So I'm assuming absolutely. the team won as well? Uh, so he did a whole two casualties against me and I did none to him. <laughs> so I couldn't even hurt snotlings. right? But a wood elf team can do five on me and ogres do two. So it's very weird. Um,. The team itself, or the squad, did win. So Michael won, Drew won, Hess tied, Chance won, Brad lost, and I won. Okay. So that is the end of Saturday. So what did you do? At, now, what time did Saturday wrap up? Uh, if you had to guess. I know you don't remember exactly. Well, I found the notes, or the the breakdown of on the website, it says. Okay. So that last game started at 6.30, according to them. So we're talking... So what? Well, how much time did they give each team? Two and a half hours around. Two and a half? Mm-hmm. That's quite a bit. It is, but you kind of need it with the... Language barrier. Setting up. Setting and, up, taking yeah. down. Sure, I get that. I'm just saying that's quite a bit. Not a single time. The only game that came even close was my final game, and I'll get to that. Sure. But every other game finished on time. Every I think pretty much everybody finished on time, so... Okay. It was more just like making sure that so you had stuff. So if it starts 6.30, you were done at 
nine-ish. What'd y'all do then? Go have dinner? Yeah, so for dinner, the only place that we could find, again, having two cars was nice because half the squad left early, found a place, and then we met up with them. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to get stuff done, talking to people and everything. So we ended up having a Chinese buffet place that was open, and we had Chinese food again. Okay. But it was good. Okay. Surprisingly, like the best thing they had were French fries. <laughs> no, like everything was. You no. sound like a, a third grader. No, nope. I understand the food place. I know exactly what you. I tried a lot of stuff. I a like lot the of it fried was, bread. And a the lot French of it fries. was excellent. Okay, but for whatever reason, like the French fries that they did, they didn't look like regular French fries to, to begin with, but. They were just really good for some reason. Maybe it's just because it was salty and I hadn't had a whole lot of salt. I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. I don't know. If you, before that last game, you were pretty salty. Ah, indeed. Ah, boom, boom. All right. So you had a bunch of French fries. <laughs> you went home and rested. Yeah. What, what time did round seven start on Sunday? So actually, let me stop and say, what was the vibe overall? Because... You had a very long first day with computer issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you had a longer Saturday. And I got the vibe sitting at home that a lot of people aren't used to playing four games in a day. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate in that. We do a lot of four-game tournaments. Right. But it seems like a lot of places do three games. And, you know, Chaos Cups, four games, and then two games and all this. So it doesn't bother me anymore. Like a four-game tournament... Every once in a while, I'll feel a little bit loopy on that fourth game, right? But not not nearly as bad as it used to be. I agree with that. And as but yes, for the most part, people there were very out of it on that fourth game because you have to remember they're out partying, they're staying out late, you know, they're getting up real early, coming sure. in. That's why I was curious. Like, but I mean, now people like happy that they're getting the games in and I, stuff like that, or do you really know? I don't know. Okay. It, it's it's such an individual thing. Sure. Some people are happy to get all the games in. Some people are pissed off that they're having to stay that late. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly of both mindsets. I would have loved to have been done at 7, hang out with the Swedes, hang out with Core, you know, meet some new people, mm-hmm. play a couple of non-Blood Bowl games, whatever. But... I also enjoyed playing the game, so I don't know. And also, we had a 30-minute ride up a mountain in the dark, driving through a cloud. So it was... Interesting. Interesting, yes. Yeah, like legit, we were driving through clouds in a a winding mountain road, and it was not the funnest of times in the world. At any point, did you see bare boobs on this trip? Not female ones. Oh. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't go. Not female human ones. Definitely glad saw I didn't plenty go. of cows. <laughs> There's American chicks there. But um, bum. Wow. All right, Sunday. Did y'all get up and eat Burger King breakfast again? <laughs> so Sunday, uh, first round was supposed to start at nine. Okay. And so here's the thing that nobody tells you about Dornburn. Sunday. Everything's closed. So it's like 1982 in America on Sundays. Everything. Burger King closed. The mall 
closed. Oh. The mall was weird. Like, there was a mall right by it, and it closed early on because Saturday, at, when I was so pissed off at, you know, the last game, mm-hmm. I was also hungry because I hadn't eaten since breakfast. But they had some crappy sandwiches that you can get at the, at the bar there. Okay. But I hadn't eaten since breakfast. So I figured I'm going to go over to the mall with some guys and get some food. Mall was closed at 5 that's, on a Saturday. That's odd. So then... Refreshing if you didn't <laughs> need anything, but if you needed something... Refreshing for who? I does liked it, it when places closed why? down on How Sunday. does it affect you? It brings oh, peace. I, I'm so happy things are closed. Whereas I'm like, I sure would like to go to something when I can. That's because you're lazy and you don't want to make your own food. Because I'm going to the mall. Well, I have to there. <laughs> but I think it's like clothes or something. It's stupid. Anyways, being places closed early is dumb. Period. Anyways, we drove th- through the mall like to see if it was open. We got, went through an entrance. It was not. There was no way out. The exit had a gate. That gate wouldn't go up because <laughs> the mall wasn't open. So we had to go back through the entrance, which they says not to do, and kind of go backwards on a road for a little bit and to leave. Hmm. So that was interesting. So yeah, breakfast was nothing. I had some leftover chocolate that I brought and um, my um, Nutricane bars. You're telling me the five other people that was with you all went without breakfast. I am. I don't know about three of the others, but the two others that are in my car, yes. Wow. There was no choice. None. Okay. If we'd gotten up early and gone to a like a, a bakery or something, but we didn't have enough time. Okay. All right. And again, we figured something would be open, but nothing. So this round, I actually got to play on a World Cup pitch. Oh, So nice. that was very nice. It was the only one I played on all weekend. Uh, it was the team, the squad name was Block Party. I played Breaker, B R A Y K E R, from Germany. It was a chaos team called Bloody Animals. They had um, two re rolls, one fan factor. And make sure this is day three. I know it's day three. They so had a Minotaur ch- with Claw. They had one, two, three, four chosen, chaos chosen blockers. Uh, two of those with guard, two of those with block. They had a Beastman runner with leader. They had a Beastman runner with wrestle. They had a Beastman runner with claw and mighty blow. And then a Beastman runner with wrestle. Oh, and another Beastman runner with block. I keep forgetting to get all these fancy skills because they're such a terrible team. <laughs> yeah. So on this one, Eldril was just the star of the show. He was amazing. Um, I kept using him. I was taking chances when I needed to. I was getting the roles I needed. That was the main thing. But I was using him to break up cages. I was dodging into cages with blitzers. One die, getting pals. Anytime he got close to past my midfield, I would basically open him up with a hypnogaze, blitz with the blitzer, knock the ball out, it bounces, I pick it up, I run away. So even without a ton of people, because he was taking people off the pitch, okay. uh, I was I was just getting all the right dice rolls and ended up winning three to nothing. Wow. I still took five casualties. 
Okay. And I was just throwing bodies at him at the end. Just. Here's, I, here's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. This will prevent you at least one play. I'm just trying to slow him down. I don't want him to score. I'm like, I realize I'm up three to nothing, but I'm not taking any chances. I sure. need this win. Wow. Nice. Nice comeback. Now you're three and four. Yeah. Or are yeah. you still at the bottom of your team squad? So on that round, I was on table five. And so, we ended so, up winning that round because I won and Drew won. Michael, Chance, and Brad all tied. And Scott Hess lost. Okay. Well, that's good. So then lunch? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, this one was... It was, the lunch was pretty good. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, I think, was Turkey the Friday? Yeah, Turkey was Friday. Then Sunday was some type of meat thing. I don't know. It didn't look the most appetizing, but it did taste really good. Okay. So you had meat thing. Mm-hmm. Meat thing indeed. So what is each meal? Is it like a soda and a meal and bread? No, you don't get any soda. You get water? You, no, you, that was another thing. You didn't get any drinks. What? Yeah. There was no free water. They had a bar, and you could buy sodas for two euros, I think. Beers were four euro. Okay. And they had sandwiches there for two euro as well. Okay. And again, the only diet soda that exists. You didn't get water, though, with your meal? Mm-mm. That's weird. It is. Okay. I, I'm with you. It's okay. very odd. But... That's how it was. Okay. So after you had your meat thing, that was good from what you remember. Yeah. I really liked it. I just can't remember what exactly it was. Okay. I like meat thing. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, round eight. Um, this one I was position four. So Ooh. I'm moving up in the world. I played, the squad name was Predatory DHN. No idea what that stands for. Um, the coach is Pidu, P-I-D-D-U. And they are from Italy. It's a Necro team. You're not going to say this name? The Necro team? Yeah. What's the name? Passimamente Panatione. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good effort. Passimamente Panatone. Something like that. I would have really butchered it. It's a Necromatic team. It's two rerolls, two fan factors. It has two flesh golems, both with guard. Let's see here. You have two werewolves, both with block. You have a white blitzer with mighty blow and tackle. You have another white blitzer with guard, uh, a ghoul with block, another ghoul with block, and four zombies. Well, according to Google Translate, that team name means nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I just don't right. know. So on this one, I ended up winning the kick. I kicked to him because I'm just doing the the smart thing that everyone says. If you receive, you die. If you kick, you can control the game better. And... My first half, Eldril was just, again, going off. He's succeeding on dice rolls. He's being annoying as hell. And he made a mistake. He let me know it was getting on his nerves. Because he's like, man, I hate Eldril. Eldril's so annoying. And it's not costing him too much, but he's just being perfectly annoying so I can keep him from scoring. Mm-hmm. So and I got a touchdown, so at half, I'm up one to nothing. And knowing that he is annoyed by him, I'm like, okay. So I put my guys to the right, and I took Eldril to the left. And he basically took the bait and used his... He had one tackle guy. 
and I knew he wanted to kill Eldril. So I put Eldril within awesome. distance so that he could get him. And so I knew which side the tackle guy was. I put Eldril over there to bait him. Uh-huh. And then I put the good catcher on the other side and just allowed me to go to the right, cage up, took control. And even with him destroying my people, I was able to stall some. I ended up scoring and he just couldn't pick up the ball. And he kept trying harder and harder to try to, th- to you know, he's pushing. Because once you start going down, you have to push harder. Sure. And he just kept failing. And it was a hard-fought game, and I did keep him from scoring. So I ended up winning two to nothing. Nice. That was one of my best-played games I've ever played. Just the, my positioning was working well. My annoying him was working well. Right. The baiting him with Eldril worked perfectly. I was just like, man, I'm doing good. So this puts me at four and four. I'm like, I might be able to salvage this. <laughs> and the squad tied because uh, I had the win. Scott Hess had a win. Brad had a tie. Drew had a tie. And Michael and Chance both had a loss. Okay. So we go into the final round against a team squad called Purple Socks from France. Played a lot of French teams. Yeah, awesome. Three French teams, two Italian, one Spanish, one Germany, one combo Spanish Germany, and one combo Austrian Germany. So this guy was Tramby, T R A M B I. His NAF number is ninety nine. I noticed is that too. Ninety nine. So So Tramby, I know you're out there. I need some purple block dice. <laughs> I know you have them. Give yeah. us give us a contact us. Yeah, that that's that's a that's a really low number. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until afterwards. But he had Wood Elves again and Isendrill 99ers. So maybe it's based off of his NAF na- number. Right. Could be. Let's see. Uh, Wood Elves, two re-rolls. Um, a tre- let's see. One tree man. He has a war dancer with strip ball. He has a war dancer with frenzy, which I'm a fan of. A thrower with leader. He has uh, three catchers. No skills, interesting enough. Line elf with block. Line elf with wrestle. Another line elf with block. And another line elf with dodge. Very interesting. No catchers. No yeah. skills. Uh, the first half was going pretty well. Eldrill was doing pretty good. And then he got casual lead on turn six. So at the half, he's up two to one. And I'm receiving. Now, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out, you know, my best method. I decide to send a lot of my team to the right, and I baited his strip ball war dancer that way with kind of like a faux cage. So I put my ball carrier to the right, made it kind of look like I was going that way with a loose cage so he couldn't hit me, but he was going to move him over there to hit me the next turn. Right. I knew that was going to happen. On the left, I just happened to leave people back far enough that he couldn't get behind me. And then the next turn, uh, since he took the bait and put the strip ball guy to the right, I went left, gave the ball to a catcher, and since he couldn't get behind me, I was able to dodge away, move around, and got a cage up on the left. And he couldn't do anything about it. So I ended up scoring. So it was tied. I kicked to him, and... I was actually able to get past his defenses. I wrestled down his catcher who had the ball. Then my blitzer ended up getting the ball, 
grabbed his buddy and just went to the sideline. So I had two sidestep people with block dodge on the sideline. Just took me a couple of turns to walk down. Ended up scoring. It was three to two. And I got a blitz. And multiple things on this game. We were going slow. Both of us. Um, it was a very intense game. We were fighting back and forth. This is probably the best game I've ever played. Just how all everything worked out. Mm-hmm. I was working my ass off. Things were working. Um, and right at the end, I made a joke like, well, because I'm down people. I'm like, I don't think I can stop you unless I luck into a blitz. I wasn't like, I'm going to get a blitz or I need a blitz. It was just like inside you were saying, no, that. I said it out loud. Oh, okay. I'm like, man, because I didn't think I could stop him. Period. Okay. I, I wanted to go for the win. So I didn't, I could, I didn't think I could tie because I didn't have enough people. Okay. He's again, this wasn't too bad casualty wise. Cause he only had one against me, but the knockouts weren't coming back. He'd fouled some people and you know, you lose people on dodging. I'm down. And I'm like, I don't think I can stop you unless I get lucky and get a blitz. And I ended up getting a blitz. And I was, I felt so bad. I'm like, dude, I did, I'm sorry. I didn't. I wasn't calling for it. You know, he didn't take any offense. But what that did, I knew time was getting close. It allowed me to take extra time. I didn't slow play. Okay. I, I don't slow play. But I was just making sure that I did everything I had to do with all my pieces and I may have, may have done some extra dodge rolls that I might not have. I may have taken a couple of hits or pushed people mm-hmm. like try to do things. I baited him into hitting me because okay. I knew that would slow him down. Cause at this point, another dead lineman's not going to do anything. Right. But if you lose a turn to it, or if you take some time, you got to roll dice. If you hurt me, that's more dice. If you casually met, that's more dice. Ended up, he possibly could have scored, but time ran out. Wow. And we, So how'd they do that? Did they just call time right mm-hmm. there? Time, you're done. End of action. Wow. So we both knew time was getting close. On my turns, I wasn't slow playing. You know, I was just doing everything that I legally could, moving all my pieces, and it just ended up that I got the win. Three to two. Three to two. So you went from one and four... <laughs> To five and four. Yes. Nice. Four losses in a row. Four Jonathan seven. mentioned that I was cursed, realized that, and then and I broke sucked it. that dude off, and then like the curse is broken. I mean, whatever works. So it was funny, too, because at the end, we're waiting for all the stuff to get done, and I saw Maurice walk by, and Maurice was like, he's a very happy guy. So I go, Maurice! And I throw my hands up, and he goes, Kilowake! And I, I grab him and, you know, kiss him on the cheeks. I'm like, in my best broken English, I'm like, you broke my curse. Like, I'm using hand signals. I'm like, against you, four losses. After you, four wins. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, happy. I, I get you next time. Because he wants to play next time. Hmm. But it was it was a great time. I was very happy. I think he's going to come over here and beat you up. Oh, he could. That round, um, 
we had five wins, and the only loss was Scott Hess. Wow. Um, so Scott Hess, this is not throwing him under the bus or anything. He had three wins, two ties, four losses. I played next to him multiple times. I heard multiple opponents apologizing to him for his dice. <laughs> his dice were horrible. He quad skulled two turns in a row. Wow. And he got so mad he threw dice at, you know, this was pissed, so he just kind of absentmindedly threw dice at the wall. Mm-hmm. And there was a security guard right there. And luckily it missed the security guard because <laughs> he did that. And we're like, oh, crap. He's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> the security guard's like, um, it didn't hit me, so you're cool. But don't do that, maybe. But, yeah, his dice were stone cold that whole weekend. And people were just apologizing. And he couldn't do anything. But our squad. And so purple, here's the thing. Um, we ended up five wins, two ties, and two losses. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Our squads that we played, International Ruins, round one, finished 199. Round two, finished 103. Round three, finished 73. Round four, finished 37. Round five, finished 24th. Round six, finished 173. Round seven, finished 164. Round eight, finished 75. Round nine, finished 82. And we finished 45. So how many teams were there total? You would ask that. Well, I'm just curious. What, 250? 236. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, we were, we finished much, much, much higher than we expected. And honestly. And still let Drew down because he expected higher out of you. Well, you know. Drew wants the best for everybody. I know. I'm just giving him a hard time. Absolutely. But, man, it was that last round, because we were looking at everything, and I was looking at the results and where everybody was placed at the time. And I told the whole team, I'm like, hey, look, here's the thing. We got to do a pep talk right now. We have a chance. Might not be, but we have a chance to be the best squad from America. All we need is two teams to lose or one team to lose and one to tie or whatever, and we will be the best squad from America. All we can do is win. If we win, everything else is out of our hands. We ended up having the second best record of a squad from America, um, coming in really third because... Third overall? Third American overall. Real American Heroes also had 5-2-2. Uh, they came in 40th. And that was Buzzard, Hurricane, Frozen Flame, Shushnik, Nightwind. Okay. So, all guys we know. And then American Dream Team came in at 6-0-3. and three. Hmm. So, that's with uh, Brian 2. Gal- uh, Father Galus, Flying Dingle, Delavis, Gaixo, Hoshikomi. So Nate Beam, Brian too, you know, all those Vanderby, all those type of people. Still, that's pretty good. Yeah, they had more losses than we did. They probably played higher ranked people, but 
Dude, that was freaking amazing. And I didn't realize this. Like, overall. You you didn't realize that, like, that guy didn't really curse you, so you sucked him off for no, no reason? So, overall, for placement, and what did I say? There's 1,430-some players. Unfortunately, Brad came in 988th. He didn't do so hot. Scott Hess came in 877. Again, not so hot. Chance, 525. Michael was 318, so he did really well. I was 418, which was pretty good for me. Drew came in 115th because he went 5-3-1. What was Michael again? Four, uh, 318. Oh, I thought you said 18. No. And um, Drew is, I think, the third highest American coach. Nice. So that was pretty amazing. And I ended up having... The fourth most touchdowns scored. Wow, look at you, Mr. Fancy. I know. You sco- you were 418 overall? Yes, 418 overall. At five and four? Yeah. That's probably about right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's still really good. That's like almost the top. No, it's about top 33%. That's yeah. pretty good, dude. No, I, I'm, I'm freaking amazed. I was really happy. So I don't have any issues with that overall. I was the fourth most touchdowns with 22. And then next up was 24, 25, and 27. They were all Wood Elves. And like I said, I had one game finish like turn four or five. And then another game we didn't finish, although that, I wouldn't have got any there. I probably got could have got more on the Ogre game and the first game, but I didn't. But still, I didn't think I was anywhere that close. Yeah, that's good. I, I was amazed. Okay, so... And also... I had four casualties in nine games, period. I, I caused four in nine games. I had a negative 22 <laughs> casualties in nine games. Pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. Scott, that, Scott Prime would be proud of you. Man, that was rough. It's not the worst there, but it's right up there. <laughs> so then they do the award ceremony. Mm-hmm. They wrap everything up. Yep. Do they start kicking people out of there? Do people like lounge around and hang out to like 10 o'clock before they all say goodbyes um there's probably a little bit of all that okay um i know that we for the most part were just tired and wanted to be done uh we you know i ended up talking to this you know i finished higher than the swedes teams so nice um so I got to hang out with them in core, and I sent you photos. Yeah. Make you unhappy. So that was funny. Thanks. You're a nice friend. You're welcome. You're a terrible friend. Uh, this whole time, I'm also still fighting, trying to get my extra pitches, which came down to, we don't know, man. You'll just have to figure it out. <laughs> um, and then... Three days in. They also said that if we had stuff that... Because they had to send stuff anyways. Because I had pitches they had to send to me. Mm-hmm. So we got it basically worked out to that they were going to send them to me. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Since you're sending stuff anyways, can I leave a bag with you and then you send that? I don't care what it costs. I just want you to take it. Because I'm not going to be in town Monday. You right. know, we, we got tickets to leave. That's I'm not going to stay around and go to the post office. They're like, oh, no. Yeah, that's no problem. Just you know, nice, write down your name and everything and... It was. So I left my bag there with all my World Cup stuff, with all the teams and the swag. And um, 
like I said, I was getting rid of clothes as I went to make my luggage lighter. So anything I didn't need for the final leg of my trip, I just put in the bag. I just got that bag this week, about a month after. Hmm. So it took a little while, but that's, that's okay. fine. You got it. I did get it, and that's the main thing. So so after that, um, we did end up going with the Swedes and Gore and some other Brits and went to a burger place, kind of like a cafe. Customer service over there is weird because they're like, yeah, we'll stay open. You have that many people? Yeah, that's fine, but you can only order hamburgers or this other thing. You don't get a look at a menu. You don't get dessert. You don't get anything. You just either get a hamburger, this, or nothing. Okay, well, we're having hamburgers. Yay. Hmm. It's like we were putting them out to give them money. But well, at least they were so open. So what was the overall feeling now? Was everybody like, this was a really fun weekend? Oh, absolutely it was. Sure. Okay. People still griping? Yeah, absolutely. Everything? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's all rolled into one. Okay. I mean, we didn't talk about the block dice. No, we didn't. Block dice are kind of crap. I mean, they're hard to read. Nobody sure. liked them. And Torsten's upset, I'm sure, because he thinks they're fine. And here, let me show you some. Okay. So you're handing me these I'm red. I'm handing you the white red, with red inlay. White with red inlay. Okay. Like the skull's easy. Yes. Um, skull's easy. Arrow's easy. The both down, the pal, and the defender's stumbles are all kind of, well, from a distance, they're not easy to tell. Right. And, you know, we've made our own block dice, and yeah. if we did it again, we'd... We'd, there were changes, yes. We'd do some changes, you know. So I get it. No, I'm not overly upset. I think they're fun. I'm happy to have them. People were upset that day one they were being sold. Well, we were told they were limited. And then Akara was selling them. And day one, Akara was selling them for eight euros. And Sunday, they were selling them for five euros. So I don't fault them because they have to make their money back because I guess that's how the deal worked. But it wasn't described that way to a lot of people. So a lot of people thought, oh, cool, we're getting, you know, oh, I'm really get limited, limited dice. dice first day. And then they turn and around and they made buddy. a big deal like, you know, we're going to run out of dice. So make sure you pick them up Saturday. So I made sure to do that. And then they had leftovers on Sunday and you could have got them cheaper. Not only that, then... The limited edition Liechtenstein dice that you only get for volunteering or winning a, a contest or whatever. Okay. Um, there's like 200 sets of those, period, which is pretty limited. They gave Tom some to bring back to America, and then he just threw them up on Amazon. So for like 20 bucks, you can get all four sets of dice. <laughs> and that was cheaper than it cost me to buy three extra sets of dice. Mm, okay and it's not including the super limited one that came with that set right so that also ended up pissing a lot of people off so so overall it was a great event it was a great time mm -hmm. things did work out there was some delays especially that first day there were some issues with food with dice everyone's got th things they can complain about because that's always going to be the case nothing's going to get pulled off to complete success but it's still a great time. Okay. So you're definitely in for it again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you were happy with, like, the team yeah. and the other stuff? Okay. Yeah, the squad did great. <clears throat> uh, the figures were great. Um, 
overall happy with everything. Again, things can always be better. There's choices made that I don't personally agree with, but that's just how it works. It's going okay. to be anything. I'm also very finicky and anal, so. Okay. You've ran tournaments with me. Sure. I I give a lot of details, attention to details and stuff, and when things are out of order, they bug me. All right. So anything else you want to say at this point? Because this would uh, close out segment, the very long segment two. It is long. And like I, I, it could have gone on much longer if I went into fancy details. But I, I want to know what you guys actually want to know. Because that would be easier for me to answer than just spouting out random details. Sure. Maybe. And it, it's so hard because, like I said, the weather didn't bother me. It killed some people because they only came in for the weekend. Playing extra games, being late in the day, it sucked to me, but it wasn't horrible as it was to other people. Right. I can only go off my own viewpoints, and everyone else's are valid. Now, you are, I will address one thing, you are more than welcome to criticize how things were run. You're welcome to state your beliefs and what made you annoyed and things you didn't like. But don't attack the people who ran it. You know, the people who did it, whether you think they did a good job or not, they pulled it off. They got things done. It went pretty well, even with the screw-up. So you're entitled to be upset. Your your feelings are valid. Don't personally attack people. Because I've seen some of that online, and that's just uncalled for. Well, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Like- you don't say people are stupid. You don't say, <sighs> you know. You guys didn't run it. There are things behind the scenes you don't know about. I, I know for smaller tournaments, much smaller than that, Yeah, we don't go out of our way to try to make it bad for people. Oh, of course not. We don't sit around going, well, screw them. We'll just do it this way. Everything that bugs them we, bugs the organizer ten times worse. Right. Yeah. Um, so There are I, things I, about our tournaments that bug me that no one knows about and no one cares. From an outsider who did not go. Yeah. I did not like the rule set for this. I, I wasn't. I get, I get why they yeah. did it. They wanted to try something different to get more diversity. Do you think that worked? Uh, looking at the stats, cursory look at things a while back. If you compare this to previous World Cups, and I'm sure you know Mike Davies can go into this a lot better than I can. Previous ones did not have a bell curve when it came to tiers. Okay. It was very much more tier one, less tier two, less tier three, no tier four, however you want to look at it. Okay. This one was much more of a bell curve where you saw more tier two and tier threes than anything else. Okay. So if so that's what you wanted. If that's what they it, were after, they it achieved got it. it. Okay. But why is that important? Why are those teams better? Did it actually provide more of a variety of teams or... Did you just change the teams from being one, you know, majority to another? You know, it's not Necro that's the majority. Now it's Wood Elves and Amazons or whatever. Well, and this is always an issue. Yes. Because the game was never meant to be balanced anyways. Right. And people want to do what they can. And, you know, it's balanced in its way of if you have a 1.5 million team and Mm -hmm. I have a 1.5 million team, we're balanced, bro. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're goblins and I'm dwarves. Yeah. On paper, we're balanced. Absolutely. So that's you have just eleven how it is. players. I've got sixteen. Or whatever I was just it is. curious. I'm, I, 
I played in many tournaments that I don't like the rule set, mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm trying to bash them. Um, you know, I played right. in that warm up thing that we did up there yeah. at at um in Iowa and stuff. And while it was fun and I had a good time, it's still not what I would have picked. Now, if you said Sky, what would you do if you were designing World Cup? I don't know. Right. Today, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> if you have ideas, let us know. <laughs> because I, I just don't know. So, well, good. I'm glad you had a great experience. And um, should we wrap this part up yeah. and then get to uh, part three of this podcast, your adventures in uh, Italy? Italy? Yeah, like I said, if you, I know I talked a lot. I answered as much as I could. If there is stuff you still want to know about, feel free to contact us. I can put it out here. I can send you an email. However, it's not a big deal. I'm happy to talk. That's why we have a podcast. So, And yes, we'll be back with My Adventures in Italy. Now Steve is waking up in Dornburn, is that right? Yeah, Dornburn. Getting ready to take a bus or a train or fly. So it was I, Chance, and Drew who decided to go to Italy afterwards. So Michael and Scott and Brad Brad decided to fly back. I think Michael was heading back, Brad was going to Belgium, and then Scott Hess thought he had to go back to do some work stuff. But then he got that done when he got to a good Wi-Fi. So then he went to Amsterdam, I think. Okay. So it was just the three of us um, going down to Italy. So Brad dropped us off at the train station. We caught the train. Uh, We actually met up with uh, your pseudo-husband there. My pseudo-husband? Uh-huh. Oh, Grant was there? No. The one who proposed to you. Who proposed? Will you marry me? That would be... Alex. Um, Alex Stymie. Yep. Oh. Yeah, he was on the same train as we were. We actually saw Je- uh, Zoot Suit Jeff on the other side of the platform. Did he smell you to see like if I had some of my funk on you? No. Because he was all about me. He did Zoot not. Zoot Suit. Did he wear a Zoot Suit all three yeah. days? Yeah, of course he did. You know that guy's got to sit He had, he had like, red, white, and blue ones. The guy's like, damn it, I got to wear a suit. It's hot. Or, I'm sure. It, it's cold. I just want to be comfortable. I got to wear these suits. It felt so good that whole weekend. <laughs> I took shorts, and I'm like, I'm not going to need them. I put them in my bag and sent them back. That was a mistake. Okay. Uh, But yeah, we hung out with Alex on the way into wherever the heck we were going. Uh, Went into Switzerland. I think that train went directly into Switzerland. So we did go up through Liechtenstein for about five minutes on the train. So I can say I was there. Then we did a layover in Switzerland. I said goodbye to Alex, and we went to a fancy hamburger place. Like, we're just walking around just to say we did. And we found a hamburger place, and I got something called the Viva España, which was beef, goat cheese, chorizo, honey, ketchup, mayo, hot chili sauce, caramelized onions, Batavia salad. Not sure what that was. That hamburger was like 22 euros. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it good? It was good. 
I don't know that it was 22 euros good. People were warning me that, you know, Switzerland's very expensive. That's why we ended up going into Frankfurt instead of Switzerland. Because, uh, yeah, that was a little much. Okay. So then right outside the train station was a fancy chocolatier. So we got fancy chocolates. Went back on the train. And we went down to Milan. Milan's train station was freaking gorgeous. Like, it was... One of the highlights of the trip, weirdly. It was giant. It had beautiful art on it, on the outside, on the inside, everywhere. It was just really cool. Uh, it took us a little bit longer to find a taxi than we should have. should have been real easy, but it was not for whatever reason. We got to the Airbnb, and it had an air conditioner. It was the first time we had an air conditioner the whole trip. <laughs> and it had a real bed. Because Europe beds are like two inches of foam on a wooden platform. Mm. It's not fun. Mm. My fat ass on that is not doing much. But this one had a real true bed and it was wonderful. It also had um, a washing machine. So we were able to do some laundry. And it had something that scared. Was this one it? No, I think it was the hotel, so I will save that for later. Okay. But something scared Chance, and we will talk about it. Was it like a, a meat being? Since no, he you doesn't eat meat. It was here. This is the first time we saw a bidet. Oh, yeah? Did yeah. You, did y'all use it? Chance was looking forward to using a bidet. He was talking about it like, oh, this is going to be a bidet. And we got there, and he goes, I don't know what this is. And they got scared. He's like, it's a foot sink. I'm not, no, that's the bidet. It can't be a bidet. It's, it looks weird. There's no rim. I go, you don't. You don't sit on it. You shoot water. You hover and you, yeah. He refused to use it. That's because like he's probably have his, has a gaping butthole. I don't he, know. He didn't but want to absorb all that water. It was weird. He was all about it, and he refused to believe that that's what that was, because he <laughs> in his mind it just looked like a toilet that you would walk over and sit down on and do your business. I thought that's what a bidet is, and then you shoot water up your butt yeah. and it cleans it off. But there's like no seat, and he's he was so worried like. What if you have some stragglers and you spray it off and it doesn't flush? Where does it go? And just like, dude, they've figured this out. That's what they do over here. But he refused to use it. It was nice. You used the bidet? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you just it, squat and drop it? You, and then it washes your butt? You you squat, you aim the nozzle, and it cleans, and then you, you pat it dry, and you're good to go. Wow. You should get a bidet here at the house. Could. That'd be awesome. I don't have a whole lot of room. That's all right. Just get it in the backyard. No, no. <laughs> they, <laughs> you can get fancy ones that are two in one. But no, that's not going to happen. Um, we had the whole apartment to ourselves, so that was nice. And we were looking for a place to eat dinner that night. And I was looking around, and we found a restaurant. And I was looking, and it said it was Michelin mentioned for eight years in a row. So it wasn't didn't have any stars wasn't like a three-star Michelin restaurant, but it was mentioned. I'm like, you know what? That's good enough. Let's go try that. And we got there, and we tried two appetizers. One was horse, and one was beef tartare. Okay. You had horse meat. I had horse meat. And how we was it? We all had horse meat. It was pretty horrible. Horrible. It was not good. It was very game. This was not so much like a steak. It was like strings of horse meat for whatever reason. Okay. It was a very gamey taste, as you would imagine. 
wasn't really pleasing. I tried some to say I tried it, and that was it. The beef tartare had a good flavor, but that whole cold, raw meat, not my jam. So why did y'all order meat? So Chance did not eat this, right? No, Chance, as he's a vegetarian in America, with this two-week veg- uh, trip, he was no longer vegetarian. Oh, European Chance yes. is like all meat. On this trip, he was allowed to eat meat. Did he like have just like a meat orgy all the time in his mouth? No. He realized that he didn't. He still didn't care. He enjoyed some stuff, but nothing that would was just driving him cra- it's crazy to have. Okay. Well, was, honestly, by doing that, it probably just turned made everything simpler. Yes. Like oh, it really does. So. So we each ordered a different type of pasta. I think Chance got essentially American spaghetti. Is what it's called on the. It was like spaghetti americano or something. Okay. So just noodles with meat sauce i had kind of the same but different types of noodles and not to bury the lead this was the best meal we had the whole trip it was amazing so what was it you got again i don't know exactly it was a noodle though. it was some type of noodle you with the meat noodles i don't like noodles there they were amazing because they were actually cooked well they had flavor you could actually taste the noodle and the salt from it and everything. It was great. Okay. Like, we should have gone back there the next night. The next night, we ended up going to some other place to get pizza. And that was okay, but I didn't get what I wanted out of that. Okay. But that place was superb. So if you're ever in Milan, I don't know why, go to La Cantina di Manuela. Okay. And it was really nice. The next day, we ended up waking up. Um, I went to the, there was a store right down the road. So I went there and got some pastry. I got some drinks and then went across the street and got some pastries. Came back. They were really good. And Drew, the whole reason we went to Milan was Drew wanted to see The Last Supper. And I told him, well, you need to get advance tickets because otherwise it's going to be sold out. That didn't happen, so it was sold out. So instead of going to the Last Supper, we lucked out. We were within walking distance because we drove by and I'm like, what's that place over there? Is this this giant blue and white building? And turns out it was called the Monumental Cemetery. It was like a cemetery they built in 1866 and moved other monuments to it or something. Okay. But we went there and it's a cemetery, but it was gorgeous. We walked around the whole place for hours looking at all kinds of statuary and temples and mortuaries. And they had a, well, we saw a cemetery cat, so I got to play with him. And then Chance and Drew are both like, we're allergic, so you need to wash your hands. So Yeah, because later if you're touching their penis, you don't want to break out there. Right, supposed to get red for a different reason. Right. Um, Saw a statue of the Last Supper, not the painting, but the actual event. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder which one's Judas. And I'm looking at them all, and I'm looking at them all, and I'm looking like, oh, kind of hard to tell any. Oh, there he is. Like, all the other 11, well, I guess 12, um, clean lines on the face, hair swept back, perfect posture, you know, robes straight down. Mm -hmm. And there was this one guy in the corner with hunched over with his hands like <laughs> with a big honking Junos. No offense, you know what I mean? Right. Like 
it was obvious that that's what they were going for. None of the other ones had it. His hair was swept down like over his eyebrows <laughs> and his hands are clenched. And at the, on the bottom, if you can look around the back, you can see a little bag at his feet. He's not wearing sandals. Everyone else is wearing sandals, so he's dirty. Right. And it's like, they're not being subtle here at all. <laughs> well. But I thought that was interesting. But, man, it was just beautiful area. And we got out of there probably about 3 o'clock. And that's when I realized that all of Italy shuts down at 3 o'clock. Okay. So we couldn't find any place to eat. Except we were close to Chinatown. So we ended up going to a Chinese restaurant. Having Chinese food. Having Chinese food. I noticed on your trip, there was a lot of Chinese food. Yeah. A lot of burgers. Yeah. Uh, pizza and pastries. Y- you know, that's kind of what's there. So it was just like, oh, Steve's really enjoying the sure pastries for sure. Everything, I mean, this place, I mean, they were really good. Oh. Until Rome. Rome's pastries are horrible. Um, but yeah, had no idea what I ordered, but it was good. We went back, did some more laundry, we rested. Like I said, that night we had pizza, and I had some type of... You said Chinese food. Well, that was at lunch. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, then we went back, rested, did laundry. Then Then we went out for dinner. Had pizza that night. Had pizza. Uh, I had some type of homemade sausage pizza. It was pretty good. And then Chance had tuna pizza. Say what? Pizza with tuna on top of it. I would try it, but... I tried it. It wasn't horrible. Hmm. Like... But I like tuna. Yeah. I don't want it on a pizza, but I didn't hate it. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. And then we had the first, well, actually, we, we split a pistachio cheesecake. Oh, God. Which, that I haven't heard about this yet. Oh, it was good. <laughs> Holy moly. And the cheesecake oh. over there was a whole different like texture and everything to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's probably delicious. It was amazing. Oh, God. Now, now I'm mad. Yeah. But also, you know, we sat there for a while, just talked and hung out. They had some wine and... Um, after that we got some gelato because it was gelato right down the street mm-hmm. and that was amazing too so because alex i think was like make sure never pass up a chance to have gelato even if you're full have gelato I'm like okay mm. don't need to tell me twice i will have gelato but yeah it was great then we went back and played some games that was pretty much it for that night wednesday i ended up getting more croissants from the same place because that was really good and we jumped on the train to Rome. It was a little bit rainy, so it was not as pretty going through. But riding trains through countrysides over there is just great. It's beautiful. Also, our train got up to like 180 miles an hour. So that's pretty Whoa. neat. Yeah. That's awesome. It was just, it doesn't feel like it's going fast because I'm just looking at mountains and stuff in the distance. And then we go through a town. It's just like, zoom. oh, damn, that was that was a town. Okay. <laughs> And it had vending machines on it, so I got to try some vending machine stuff. Uh, we got to Rome. Went, the train station is right in the middle of the area. And our hotel, we walked right down the road. Real easy to find. Except it's under construction. So they're like, oh, it looked real fancy from what mm-hmm. we could see. But they're like, okay, well, we're under construction right now. So we actually booked out the Hotel Tito, which is further or closer to the the train station so that was nice and it was really nice there it looked like they just re-renovated stuff but we did that um we basically that night just started walking around the city wasn't a whole lot because we were kind of in the you know 
the downtown train station area. But we found a pizza place. This is when I had my first margarita pizza, and I got annoyed because what came out was a cheese pizza. And <laughs> I'm like, I wanted a margarita pizza, and I look at the menu, and it just says cheese. I'm like, that. that's not a margarita. Why are you even calling this a margarita pizza? It annoyed me. Apparently, that's a common thing over there. Margarita pizza in Rome is cheese. Okay. Everywhere else, it would be a glob of mozzarella, some basil, glob of mozzarella, basil. And no, here it was, here's cheese pizza. I'm like, ah, fine. But the restaurant was really cool because you had to go underground to get into it. It seated maybe 10, 15 people. The waiter was, he spoke good English. He was being funny the whole time. It was nice. Hmm. So a little disappointing in the food, but it was still a good time. And we walked past a really cool fountain on the way back, and it looked like there was a movie premiere going on at the movie theater there Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people in tuxedos, and they had some, some costumes on display in the museum of art, you know, something like that. Anyways, so that's pretty neat. And then we just kind of, we got some gelato again because it was really good. And we, why wouldn't we? It was amazing. And then we went back to the hotel and played more games. So Thursday, um, in the morning while they were sleeping, I snuck out and was like, I'm just going to go walk around, get some pastries, found a place that sold pastries. They ended up being horrible, like just unedible. But as I was walking, Are I got just old. No, just different just, style. Just bad. Yeah, they all like burnt or I don't know. It, I don't. It was weird. But as I was walking around, I walked past the birthplace of en- Enrico Fermi, the father of the nuclear age, the physicist. Okay. So that was pretty neat. And I also found a really cool street fair. So. It was just a pop-up street fair, and I walked through it and found a really cool wallet for like 10 euros because I was wanting to find another wallet. Um, so once they got up, well, actually, before I got back, I was racially profiled by some Asians. As a white guy? As a white guy. They walked up to me, oh, and they spoke English. very big, big penis. Perhaps no. we hold your wallet while we take a picture of you. Huh. We've never seen a penis so big. They were not South Park Asians. They oh, were real okay. Asians. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were like... They said, they said, we recognize you. You've been to three of our chain restaurants since you've been to Europe. You're th- the guy. I think they were Japanese, but um, they came up to me like, excuse me, um, do you have? can you help us a second? I go, yeah, sure. What's going on? They're like... We're trying to find this hotel, but we can't find it. Do you know where it would be? I like I looked, brought up Google. I did the maps. I'm like, yeah, you just go down this street and then turn right, and it'll be right there. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I just walked away, and I'm like, they just saw some big white guy, and like, you know what? That guy can speak English. They they, they were not wrong. Hmm. Um, so I went back. They got up, did not eat pastries because it was horrible. Went back to the street fair. Because Chance wanted to buy some jewelry for his girl. Ooh. I know. Like a wedding ring? No. Like just earrings. And that was where... Like I'd already been there. So I'd seen stuff. And he was looking at stuff. I was trying to get him to haggle. 
because he wants some earrings. So I was trying to haggle with the guy. I'm like, so how much are these? He goes, uh, five. I go, two for six? You do two for six? Like, no, no, no. They're five each. Two for ten. I go, two for six, right? Surely you'll do two for six. Like, uh, and Chance was having none of it. He's like, I'll just pay. That's fine. I'm like, come on. This is part of the fun. You got to haggle. Right, right. So he pays the five and he walks off. And I go down a little bit and I see a watch. And I'm like, huh. And they've got watches for 10 and 20. So I found a nice watch I liked. I'm like, uh, how much for this one? I go, 20 for this one? He goes, no, no, no. 20 for this one to the left. That one, 30. I go, uh, I'm not going to pay 30 for that watch. He goes, for you? I, I take 20. For you, I take 20. I go, that's off. That's generous. I, I don't have 20, but I'll think about it. No, 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 no. 20 for you. It's fine. 20. Like, I don't have 20, you know. I've got five. He goes, no, 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 no. 20. I go, I've got five. I go, no, no, no. Too low. I'm like, okay, cool. No big deal. So I walk off. He goes, friend, 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 come back. Friend, come back. You're his friend now. I'm his friend. So I'm like, yes, friend. What can I do for you? He's like, uh, 12. For you, 12. I can do 12. I go, I, I can do five. That's all I got. Like, no, no, it's 12. That's as low as I can go. I go, I get that. I have five. If you want to do five, we can do five. He goes, no, no, no. And so I'm like, okay. Took out the five. I'm like, I'm walking. He goes, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. I just put it in my pocket and walk off. He goes, friend, friend. I'm like, yes. He's, he, t- he has the watch in his hand now. And he like, beckons me to come back. And he just hands the watch to me. And I go, five? He, he refuses to look at me. He just kind of like nods. I'm go five. And he's like, he just hands me the watch. I give him the five and I walk off. And the watch is broken? No. Watch works fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't need a watch, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to haggle. <laughs> so I got a knockoff leather wallet and I got a knockoff watch. So I'm good to go. Wow. You got to brag to Chance about that. I sure did. Because <laughs> Chance likes to pay full price. Because he's a good guy. And I didn't need a watch. <laughs> so Drew Drew did a great thing. He actually found a tour bus that we can get on and off when we're there. And it has certain stops. So there's two different, like, there's like actually like three different lines. So you get on the right bus, it'll take you to different places. So we used that to get around, which saved us a ton of walking. Because I didn't mention this. It was freaking 80 degrees out. Nice. And I didn't take my shorts. Or I did take my shorts. I've I didn't take them to Italy. I've never in your life seen you wear shorts. So the fact that you took shorts shocks me. Um, I didn't know how hot it would be. So why not? Okay. I mean, I knew I'd be doing a ton of walking. Sure. Never seen you wear shorts. Pretty hmm. sure I've never seen you wear shorts. Yeah, you have. I've worked out somehow. You've seen. Oh, well. I mean, the same ones. But anyways. Yeah, but not like out. Sure. We never said, like, let's go down to this place. You know, let me grab some shorts. Well, I knew I'd shorts. be outside the whole it's day. It's going to be hot. How often am I walking outside for, like, six hours? Come you on. Need, you need to do that more. Ew. So, first stop was the Coliseum. I don't even know what to say. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's Rome. All of Rome is amazing for stuff like that. It was super busy. And I would have liked to gotten there early when it wasn't so hot out, but it was still hot. Was there like stands all around it with like t-shirts that said like, my parents traveled to Italy and all no, I got was this Coliseum shirt. No stands. There were plenty of people standing around selling t-shirts and stuff. I actually bought a hat off one of those guys. So I got a nice white hat to cover my bald head. 
Actually looks nice on me. Then we went around the Coliseum. Uh, we found a tour there, and uh, we just went in, had a great time. I was always leery about people because, you know what they say about Rome and, you know, people trying to pick your pocket and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So in the tour that we were in, we all had pink uh, headphones and little radios around our neck that are pink. Mm-hmm. And behind Chance... A guy and a woman walked up with a yellow radio and l- yellow headphones. I'm like, well, that's weird, but okay. Maybe they were just from a different one. So a guy comes up to sell us water, and I I had to ask him how much, and he says two. I'm like, okay. So I paid him two for a, a bottle of water. Chance didn't want one. No big deal. Guy walks over to the guy behind Chance. Without saying anything, the guy behind Chance gives him one euro and the guy gives him a dollar or gives him a, a bottle of water. Then he walks off. So in my mind, I'm going, that guy knows that guy. That means they're here a lot. So I told Chance, I motioned for him to lean in. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if something's going on, but just watch your stuff because I don't trust the guy and the woman behind you. I didn't say it loud, but as he just kind of nodded and looked back a little bit. And as soon as he straightened back up, they walked out of line and went over to the wall. I was like, hmm. So maybe they were trying something. Maybe I was just being overly weird. But You would like to think that you busted up a, I do. a crime ring. It was the only time I saw anything sketchy. I know that there was some guy who from Africa who was trying to give me a bracelet. I'm like, I'm not taking a bracelet. And I was just trying Did to Did he have a big, like, he just needed your bank account to put some money in for three months? It's one of those things where you take the bracelet and then he wants you to pay because you took it. And if you don't, he causes a problem, probably. There's a lot of Africans there selling a lot of stuff. Like, Wow. You can't just say that all about black people. No, dude. they were literally from Africa. Like, they were selling African goods, like oh, okay. pots and stuff. Anyways, hmm. it was odd, but I didn't take it. And Chan, uh, Drew got mad at the guy and it's like, okay, cool. I could see Drew yelling at a random guy. <laughs> I don't want to um, take it. Keep your bracelet. I said no. Yeah. Bad touch. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just started telling people I had the flu. So if the, someone came up to me, I'm like, no, 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 I have the flu. And they backed off. Oh. So that's a good tra- travel chip. So I actually, the Coliseum, like I said, was amazing. We walked around it. I got to finger it. So that was weird. Whoa, who? The Coliseum. Oh, okay. So when we were going around, we are going above it. And looking uh, down into the like the they area. have a fingering spot for the Coliseum. So I asked the guy, I'm like, so can I finger? Did this? they? How did they get the water in here for the battles? Like, did they do recreation boat battles? Because supposedly there's evidence that they would flood the Coliseum and do recreations of naval battles. So I tried to ask him that, but either he partially heard me or didn't understand. I think he thought I was saying that they flooded the area to put the bricks on top or something. And so he started telling me how the bricks were, the the parts were put in. And he goes, each stone underneath has four holes where they would put rails so they could put it on the crane and lift it up. So one of the columns had like a broken part in the corner. And he's like, go, put your put your hand under there. I took my hand to put the, put it in the crevice. And he goes, now feel up, feel up until you find the hole. So I felt up and I'm like, oh, I found the hole. And I got like two fingers in there. And I'm like, I'm fingering the Coliseum. This is weird. 
And then I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's neat. And you wake up from this dream oh. and Chance is like, I'm trying to use the bidet. And you're <laughs> like, but, oh man, I thought it was already Wednesday. No, then two security guards came over to us and walked straight to the guide and started talking to him. Oh, he and, got in trouble for letting you touch it. Um, That's what I thought. And then he started explaining to them what it was. And then they were like, oh, really? That's cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. So they thought it was cool. And then they went over and looked at it. Huh. So, yeah, I thought we were going to kick t- get kicked out. I'm like, damn it. But I really don't know what to say about it. It's amazing. It's the Coliseum. It's hmm. a place that I've always wanted to go. If I had a time machine, that's where I would go with my time machine. Hmm. It's the opening games. Go watch them. It'd be amazing. The only souvenirs I really bought from the trip are these four little gladiator helmets. I found it at a shop by the hotel. That's really all I bought for myself because hmm. I thought it was really cool. So after that, we went and go, we went to look for something to eat and we found just this outdoor cafe, had pizza again. It was fine. It was a Frankfurter pizza, which is basically pizza with hot dogs on it, Okay. which was interesting. There was an accordion player outside. Okay. So I thought that was really cool. That's why we kind of ate there because he was playing and, you know, had the typical, you know, Italian experience, accordion player. Mm-hmm. The the restaurant was called um, La Passe del Cervello, like Brain Piece or something along those lines. Had Einstein as a logo, like the picture of Einstein with his tongue out. Okay. Very odd. But the guy was playing his accordion, and he walks over, and he puts his hat out. And I go, how much? And he goes, oh, whatever, anything. I'm like, okay, well. I took out my wallet, gave him a few euros, because I'm like, okay, well, I'd like him to continue, so no problem. And then he, he takes the money, puts his hat on, and walks away. And I'm like, what, what, what did I, what just happened? So apparently he was playing and then taking donations instead of me thinking I was paying him to play for us. Right. So I, I sat there very confused for a moment. I'm like, did I just get taken? But, um. Then we got back on the bus. We went past the Circus Maximus. It was really cool, but there's really no reason to get off and look. Because this is one of those things where there's just so much to look at. I could spend a week just looking at the Coliseum, but you can't. So you just kind of take a cursory look at stuff, look at what you want to see, and then move on. Hmm. Um, And then after the Circus Maximus, I wanted to go see the Travi Fountain. So we ended up getting off and walking around there. We found a toy store. We went in. Nothing too amazing. It was kind of neat to see one in the wild. And we saw Trappy Fountain. It was super busy, so didn't really get to see much. Probably would have been better at night, but no biggie. Uh, and then we actually were walking around and found the Pantheon, which was created in like 180 AD. Mm-hmm. And so giant um, Roman cathedral and it still survives because i think in like 600 the christians took it over and kept it up and turned it into a church Hmm. so it's still there it's like a 2000 year old building and it was amazing that's crazy isn't it that was one of the highlights of the trip is actually seeing that place because it was enormous it was beautiful all the marble on the ground all the you know the ceiling had a it was made to where it had a hole in the roof, so the water would just come in and then go out the bottom. 
and the doors were about 18 inches thick steel hmm. or bronze, I guess. <sighs> and it was just phenomenal. So we walked around that, got to see it. And again, was racially profiled. Had some British guy come up to us and go, oh, you guys, you guys American? I go, yeah. You looking for a tour? I'm like, M- maybe. Only 10 euros. Yeah, sure, what the hell. So I got to talking to him and went around everything. Hmm. Uh, then we went back and we actually passed by a place that would have been cool to go into, but all of us decided it was probably dangerous that we went into. It was an original comic art store. So it had original art from like Basima and Miller and all these in the window. Dangerous in the fact that you'd be tempted to buy something. All, our wallets <clears throat> would kill us, yes. I wanted to go in, and Drew's like, I, I can't afford to go in there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't blame you. All right, that's cool. Yeah. So we end up getting dinner by the hotel, just had lasagna, nothing amazing. And, of course, then more gelato and played more games that night. Okay. Friday, Drew went and got pastries in the morning, so that was nice because I was trying to sleep in because I knew I had to get up at 4 in the morning the next day to fly out. And this was the day that we went to Vatican City. So we got on the bus, went to Vatican City, and it dropped us off in a nice area, but it was a long ways from where we needed to be, and we didn't have a whole lot of time to get there. So we kind of had to speed walk to where we were going, and eventually we got there. So we got into Vatican City, and let me tell you, if you ever go to those places, book a tour. Someone walking you around is nice so they can tell you stuff, but also just being able to skip the lines lines were like three hours long hmm. at everywhere so if you just showed up and wanted to see something you could you're going to be standing in line for three hours you pay someone 40 bucks to walk you around and look at stuff you get in you know pretty much like 10 minutes gotcha so it's a much better way of going um as we got into vatican city um he explained to us all the information about the sistine chapel because it's, it's still a holy place. You're not allowed to talk or anything in it. And Chance hated it because he had to wear pants. Because at the Sistine Chapel, you can't have bare shoulders and you can't wear shorts. You can't have your knees exposed. Okay. And he only had shorts. So he had to borrow a pair of my pants. Hmm. And he was not a fan of wearing pants. It's like the first time he's worn pants in decades or whatever. And <laughs> that does not... Surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> no. Uh, apparently it wasn't strictly enforced, though, because other people were doing it and they didn't get in trouble. But it was nice of him to do it because hmm. someone you should have respect for places like that. Even if you don't believe in it, you should still have respect. Um, so we did the Vatican City tour. They had an amazing museum of stuff. I got to see just amazing sculpture for thousands of years and you know, stuff like that. Got to see the Sistine Chapel. It was amazing. The most, the biggest thing we took away from it was basically a big crowded room where you're not supposed to talk and you hear of over the intercom, silencio, no video, no photography, silencio, just repeating. They get, that's this guy's whole job is to say that all day. Oh, it's a live guy doing it? Live guy doing it. Yeah. It was kind of neat, though, because we actually got there when someone was doing a benediction or something. So hmm. 
went right before we were about to leave, someone got up and started doing a prayer in the chapel. And I mean, like, I don't know what can be said about the art. It's a masterpiece. It's a lot easier to see online than it is in person. But it it was amazing just to be looking up the whole time and seeing it. Seeing it in person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. But then we went to St. Peter's Basilica. And that, it's either that or the Pantheon, which are my favorite spots. Because that place was ginormous, amazingly big. <laughs> and it tricks you into thinking it's not that big. Because you walk in and you think, okay, this is pretty good size. It also had La Pieta from Michelangelo. Okay. Where, yeah, um, so it's the Virgin Mary with the body of Christ in her arms. Mm-hmm. And we had one of those growing up from the Yodrol, um ceramics factory from Spain. And I remember seeing that all the time. So it was neat seeing the original. Not to mention, you know, just the amazing quality of it all. Um, but the whole place is designed to make it not appear to be as big as it is. And you're in there and you're like, okay, it's kind of big. And then you look up and he, the guy, the guide's like, so those letters up there, yeah, those are six feet tall. You're like, what? Like that, that those individually six feet tall. Like, wow. Okay, see the altar? Yeah. See that bronze thing over the altar? Yeah. That's 10 stories tall. <laughs> no, no way. That's 10 stories tall. It's right below the basilica too. So you could put the Statue of Liberty on top of it. It's still not going to reach the top of the basilica. Like hmm. what? And you look on the top of the basilica, those letters, nine feet tall. Like that's insane. And you know, you can't do photography with paintings because it'll mess up the dyes. And he was explaining to us like, see all these paintings here? You can take photographs of any of these. Why? Because they're not paintings. These are all mosaics with super tiny little mosaic tiles. It was just beautiful. Hmm. And they had a couple bodies of popes there. We didn't go into the catacombs, but that would have been neat. And it was just amazing. The whole place was amazing. Hmm. And afterwards, we go outside, and Chance was getting a shot glass from every country he went to for his mom. Sure. Well, Chance is kind of a stickler. If he doesn't have money, he's not going to spend money. So we found a gift shop that actually had shot glasses for Vatican City. And it was too much for him, so he wasn't going to get it. I'm like, dude, you have to get it for your mom. This is the smallest country in the world. Get the shot glass. Nah, I have a limit. I'm not going to spend it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I can't make you do something. So he walked away, and then I bought it for his mom. And I gave it to Drew. I'm like, don't give this to him until Ireland, or he's going to make me take it back. Right. So he eventually found out and paid me back. But I was like, dude, you can't do that to your mom. I, yeah. You should have just personally drove it up to her and go, Mrs. Chance, I offer you this <laughs> shot glass. And she goes, Steve, she stands up, disrobes. I offer you this. Mrs. Chance, huh? That's her name. That's Mrs. her name. Chance. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Chance. Remember me from that one card I wrote you? Yeah, exactly. Was that birthday cards that we did, or was that Mother's Day? Remember in um, Chimera Cup, we signed cards? Oh, yeah, we did for Chance's mom, didn't we? Yeah. Was it Mother's Day? 
I don't was know. it her birthday? I don't know. Makes more sense if it was his her birthday. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I know this is rambling. However, it's almost done. Um, the dinner that night was hands down the worst dinner we had that whole trip. That was just disappointing. What was it? Pizza? Um, I don't even remember. Okay. I honestly don't know. It wasn't good. But it was replaced by the best gelato we had the whole time. Nice. So that was amazing. And then we went back, we played a couple of games, and then went to sleep because I had to get up at four in the morning to get a taxi to the airport and then fly out because I had to make sure that I was there in time for my flight, which was seven. Hmm. And with international, you just never know. Right. But I woke up at four, got on the ta- got in the car. He was driving like a... a crazy persons through the streets it's really neat seeing the streets dark and with the lights and everything right um got to the airport was super tired no place was open to get a drink or anything for a while and then i'm standing in line to board the plane and i'm in the regular class and there's a first class or whatever and i see this guy and he's kind of manhandling this woman and i don't know if manhandling is like the right word but he's kind of like dragging her along and they cut to the front of the first class area he shows the person a couple of documents and they run past and get on the plane and just in my mind i'm like that that's weird because you know i'm always watching people and stuff i'm like that something's off there i don't know what it is so i didn't like it because just in my mind something negative was going on then we get on the flight and i see that guy and i was like oh this is that guy i wonder what then I looked to his left. I'm like, oh, it was the actress Zendaya. Mm. So she was on the flight. So nice. that was why he was actually, you know, security for her, I guess. Gotcha. So that was just kind of neat. Um, just say, hi, Mrs. Zendaya. No. I've watched you since the Shake It Up TV shows on <laughs> Disney. No, it's I, not I, creepy or nothing. I, don't, I can't say that to people because that's going to sound creepy. <laughs> why were you watching that? Scott has kids. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Scott has kids. Not my fault. It was on the TV, and it was kind of funny. So, I mean, for shows, it was not bad back then. Stop justifying I'm just, just saying. Let's move on. Okay, um, I got to Frankfurt. I was kind of worried about the... I only had an hour to get to the next flight. Didn't turn out to be a problem. It was the only time I used a, a toilet in Europe in the public. Okay. And... It's not like America. You know, America, we have like three inches, you know, on each side of the door and then a foot and a half under the door so uh-huh. you, people can see what you're doing. This was fully enclosed. It's very nice. You're very private. Hmm. No air conditioning. And it was hot as hell. So it sucked. Hmm. But then I got on the flight and it was a long flight. We sat on the tarmac for an hour. Then it was about 11 hours back because of the winds watched a bunch of movies made sure to stay up so i wouldn't fall asleep and then got back in greg and marla picked me up and they're like you flew into dallas yeah into dallas sorry and my brother and his wife picked me up and he's like so you want some tex-mex i go Hell yeah, I do (laughs) i haven't had mexican food in two months two weeks i thought you could say he's gonna say you want some pizza I would have been up for that too. Whatever. <laughs> I was just tired and hungry. 
I ended up staying until up until about 9 or 10. I honestly have no idea how long I was up. From 4 a.m. and then all those hours and mm. it was way too much. And then Scott Hess ended up coming back at the same time. So he stayed at his cousin's, I think. And then we just drove up Sunday and uh, I crashed. I didn't hate Blood Bowl after the trip. I'm still looking forward to playing it, which I was kind of worried about. Had no jet lag on the way over, but on the way back, it my whole body was like, you've been going nonstop for two weeks, so we're, we're just going to shut down now. Right. So it took me about three or four days to even feel right. Sure. I bet. But it was amazing, just the whole trip. I mean... Can I ask you anything you want from a ballpark standpoint? How mm-hmm. much money overall did you spend? No idea. You really, don't I really know. honestly don't know. You couldn't say if it was 20 grand, 10 grand, oh. five grand, um, three grand, one grand. So if I do the math in my head, I mean, like, let's say, am I including the world cup and all that stuff? The, the whole trip, not, not like I paid to get my team painted the same colors as the other okay. World Cup team. That's what I'm saying. Like just dice tower, custom dice. Yeah, not no, not that stuff. Ticket for just the your, World Cup. Your ticket over, your entry, staying in Dornberg. If you just had to guess, I'm not trying to like. Yeah. I'm trying to give people like a sense of if they they hear this and go, "Oh, I want to do this in four years. Do I need to save now? Do I need four grand? Do I need eight grand? Do I need twelve grand? Do I need twenty grand?" I would say conservatively, I spent somewhere between, with the flight and everything, three and four grand, maybe. That's it. Yeah. Passport. Passport was like one twenty five. The flight was, I think, twelve hundred because I did premium economy. Okay, so it was cheaper than and I thought then, it would be, though. You know, you're talking a hundred dollars. Well, I also all of the Airbnb in all the Airbnbs were split to. Right six and three ways so that helps a lot sure and then meals it's still averaging 10 bucks a meal or so okay so because if you don't eat lunch or you eat a small breakfast those pastries you're talking a dollar a pastry so i'm spending 10 bucks for the three of us sure that's no big deal okay well that gives somebody like a ballpark like yeah oh i need to you know like realistically if you started right now and put aside a hundred dollars a month until the next World Cup. You'd have plenty. If of money. you could, you'd have more than enough. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all I was kind of like. If again, if you go on kind of the cheap, you go with people. Don't and, stay as long. Yeah, I mean, don't forget we also had, you know, trains to Milan and Rome and the extra week and all that stuff too. Right. Okay. That's good. So that's good yeah, info. more than likely over three, under four. I would say. Nice. All right. Well, good for you. But it was well worth it. I mean, it was an amazing journey. And I, I have um, Torsten looking for those Milka strawberry chocolate or strawberry <laughs> cheesecake bars. <laughs> good. I, I want to try one of those. So Nobody can find them yet. Isn't that crazy? They can find the strawberry ones by themselves, but not strawberry cheesecake. Typical brownstone. I know. It's just <laughs> addicted on something we can't have. Right. Exactly. Like his love. All right. So we should wrap this up. Take a quick break and come back for some shout outs. Sounds good. Shout, shout, it all out. These are the things I can do 
we're back for the final segment of this super long episode. Doing burn shout outs. That is acceptable. <laughs> I should have said World Cup. World Cup shout outs. You could. I mean. That's yeah, all right. It's, it's all the same. I don't know. World don't even... Cup shout outs. Yeehaw, buddy. Yeah, you went texting on that. I know I did. I went very American. It was weird. All right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I. You don't have any squad, shout outs. Everybody, uh, my squad mates, the organizers, the opponents, everyone I met, new people, old people, people I'd met on penis know, talk, flasher guy, penis flasher guy, um, oh. people that I've talked to online for years and finally met in person. People I talked to online and didn't even realize they were there. Um, like Traveler. Uh, Rodiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudiger. Rudiger. Uh-huh. Um, the guy with all the dice. Sure. He was there. He only showed up a little bit on Saturday and I missed him. Because I was playing my game. So that sucked. But like, there's just too many people. I've <laughs> So I start naming stuff off, I'm going to miss somebody. No, I know that. I mean, that's what's funny about this. Yeah. Is like we, we say this every year when we go to Chaos Cup. Yeah. Like, oh, there was 80 people there. I'm sorry I didn't see everybody. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. 1,500 people. Nearly 1,500 people. So, I mean, like a special shout out. And I think I told this to you. I apologize. I'm not good with names to begin with. But then you throw in different languages. It's even worse. There's a guy from Poland who was, he does the podcast in Poland now, in Polish. Nice. Basically because of us. He was super friendly, really nice guy, and came up and he's like, I just want you to know and want you to tell Scott that the reason I'm doing this is because of you guys. And, you know, we're all about the fluff and we make sure that our leagues are about fluff and it's really added this whole role-playing aspect of it. And we just love it because, you know, that's something that you guys gave us and it's just been great. Isn't that crazy? It's added a lot of fun back into the league. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. If when we started this, there's no way I thought like, oh, somebody from Poland is going to listen, and then they're going to think we're kind of like cool enough to inspire them. I mean, the fact. So. so I went there. I saw people from America, obviously Canada, then England, Sweden. You know, just people I know. Denmark, um, Hong Kong. Saw the guy there who's from Hong Kong. Nice. South Africa. Jonathan was there, so I got to meet him finally. There were Australians, Kiwis, um, just people from around the world. Every continent except Antarctica. Hmm. I mean, so we just need to get a penguin for the next one. Well, yeah, we could. Teach penguins to play. But yeah, I just, I don't know how to thank people individually. Obviously, And my, you don't have to. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to be mad like, oh, I wasn't mentioned or... No. Or in specific. So, you know, being specifically, I guess, like, I mean, the main thing, it, I wish you could have gone because well, I was with great friends. You're obviously one of them. It sucked not to have you there. And it just is, it's so nice to go on a vacation with friends sure. and do stuff. And that's what it was. If I had gone by myself, I would still have fun. It would just be different. But going with people is so much more fun. So the lesson here is like, don't have children so you can go do these things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no. It's... Children bad, money good. <laughs> no, I I missed I missed it, but at the same time, I was really happy for you guys. Yeah. And I believe like at one point I told you like, 
dude, if you're having a bad tournament, drop and go enjoy because you don't you don't know with life <laughs> if you'll ever be back. I, mean, I was tempted that when I had those four straight right. losses, if I'm if I lose another one, I'm going to be pissed, especially when it was ogres. I'm like, oh. So I really, 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 really tried to just not sit over here and be bitter. Yeah. And let you enjoy your blessings. Yeah. Because otherwise I'd be mad that you got to do that. And that's stupid. So I'm glad you had a good time. I wish I could have been there. But life happens. And, yeah, absolutely. And it's perfectly okay. And yeah. it gives us something to at least talk for. about, maybe strive for at some point. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, me and Jennifer's talked a few times and like, she missed out on the, she really missed all the sightseeing things you got to do, yeah. you know, versus the blood bowl and stuff. But she also likes to hang out with people and stuff like that. So I, you know, we've talked. I said like, well, every time we get a tax return or whatever, just probably if we save up a thousand dollars a year, yeah, easy. which is not a ton of money, but it's easy, you know. It's a lot it's of doable. money though. It is a lot of money, but it's like, doable. It's like, not you, like yeah, I'm gonna say you can go to Gen Con every year. Easy. Well, yeah, and that and that's the thing is is like. You pick and choose some of your things. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen Con is a big kind of like, I'd love to do that someday, you know? Yeah. Especially with friends, you know? But um, I'm glad, I'm happy for you. I'm glad everybody got to go. I'm glad y'all ended up doing well. Yes, I'm, I am too. Because you just don't know. I mean, no. I know I know Chance and Drew are good players. I know Scott Hess can be a good player. I know Brad can be good players yeah. at times. I would say that like I was I sat next to Brad a couple of times. I watched his games come down to a single die roll to where if he would have got it, he would have won the game. Sure. Or would have tied the game instead of losing it. Right. And that would have made one of our squad ties go to a win or loss go to a tie. I forget what. But no, y'all shouldn't be every, able to think of that. Just no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, that's just what I can see. Everybody has that. You know, even my losses, except that one where the friggin' Wood Elves did five casualties against me, all my losses I felt close. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And I knew that their level of play was going to be better than ours. I felt that way because they just are able to play more. They play more online. It's more of a thing. You know, we're much more casual over here, it seems. Sure. Well, good. Again, I'm glad you had some fun. I'm glad the whole group as a whole traveled well, yeah. went on their adventures and came back. No, nobody lost a finger or a kidney or money yeah. or anything like that. So, And I know I know this went on for a long time. I appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'd be willing to bet this is the longest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> uh, more than likely, yeah. But also it's two weeks of stuff. So oh. if I would assume that I've answered most of your people's questions. I will 100% give honest feedback. So if there is something you want me to address, contact me, you know, contact well, sure. the email and we, we can do a segment. Yeah, I if can we just have reply to them, an email. Yeah, we can I mean, just talk about it. And yeah, I don't have any issue with that. All right. That sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have nothing else to say, because you should be talked out after this <laughs> 10 hour podcast. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to editing this. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that ought to be I fun. Mean, you guys only have to listen to it once. I got to listen to it again. <laughs> um, if there's nothing else to be said, Steve, I'm going to, since it was your big adventure in Europe and you didn't see any boobs, which I'm really disappointed I in. I know. Man, y'all should have went to a brothel. Man, no, I don't. I can't spend the money on that. Oh, come on. I can spend money on food. I can't spend any money on that. Yeah, but they're like European women. Yeah. I'm disappointed. It was... The whole experience was surreal. I I bet it was. Being in another country where you're like, I'm in another country. But also, 
the fact that we planned it for two years, the fact that it happened, the fact that now it's over, it it's just a surreal feeling. You know, you can't stop time. And this really makes you realize you can't stop time. Right. And um, we'll probably get into this more on the next real podcast, but um, I came back and we lost a very dear friend of ours. So that whole thing of you just never know how long you have. Sure. And we'll go into more really, details on that on the next podcast. Yeah. It really, really hit home when that happened. Right. So, um, yeah. Way well, to end on a downer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, we'll be doing a lot more with that. We did hit over a thousand likes on Facebook, so we can't thank people enough. We will be doing a contest. I'm not sure exactly what, probably up before this goes out. I don't know. We'll give you plenty of time to enter. We have to discuss that. But it happened right around that time, too. So, I mean, life happens. Right. Life so, is important. If you're if games getting in the way of your life, go live your life. <laughs> For sure. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast. I can't believe we are getting inching closer and closer to episode 100. That's amazing. It is pretty amazing. Maybe we'll do something special. If you have connections to Jervis Johnson, make sure you let him know that we want to interview him. I'm <laughs> exactly. sure it will not happen, but yeah. we can try. Even a 10-minute interview. You never know. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next month. Ciao. follow both down on twitter at both down you can follow scott at fat finley f-a-t-f-i-n-l-e-y and steve at kilowog 2814 if you want to know if your team name is both down approved send a tweet to at bd approved if you'd like to email them the email address is both down at gmail.com or for more information you can visit them at both or at facebook.com forward slash both down Welcome to Both Down, Blood Bowl number... Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what do I need to say? Welcome to Both Down, World Cup episode 2019, or whatever. Okay. The number one Blood Bowl podcast. Yeah, 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 I got it. Episode 98. This is episode 98. Oh, it is? Okay. That's right. That's fine. All right. Ready? Yep. You're listening to Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast, episode 98. I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go again. Okie doke. 15 minute intro, just to get for two seconds. You're listening. Oh, fuck. That, that time I messed up. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. We're going to nail it this time. We. Me. I'm going to nail it. You don't do much. You just laugh at me. That's true. <laughs> you have no idea how it starts. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 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 My brain. <dude. laughs>
God dang it. Oh, God. Uh, Why does this have to be so hard? It doesn't. You think after seven years, at least I would just write it down so I have it every time, like fold it up in my wallet (laughs) and just pull it out. Just on your phone so you don't let me know. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, hey. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Welcome to both down. I know. It's welcome, but my brain just triggers into the other. Hello. You're listening to anything but a one. Is that what they do? That's not bad. Hey. That's a good impression. Thanks. <clears throat> All right, here we go. 